Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Podmania makes things better, but there's more and that's the thing. Podmania makes things better, here on Chair Shot Wrestling. <laughs> Podmania! <laughs> Gaff Jackson! If you want some, come and listen. Hi, Gaff. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Garth is not used to my shit. <laughs> Hello, oh. everyone. As you may have noticed, Rob, Rob was here. <laughs> that would not have happened. But I'm the mate. I'm the host now because I d- I don't know. Um, Rob is in peril. So yep. <laughs> very last minute, I've stepped in. So quite frankly, you get what you're given. <laughs> you get what you're given. How are you, Garth? Uh, all the better for that. <laughs> Amazing rendition. You decided the name of the dog yet? Oh, fucking hell, the dog. We're going to call it Corny. <laughs> you mean it's just, it's going to threaten death upon Kenny Omega? <laughs> He's just going to hate every every wrestling that he hasn't uh, booked. I'm, I'll, just, I'll just be sitting with him, stroking, watching the wrestling, fucking <laughs> watching Double or Nothing in May, just stroking him. Kenny Omega comes on, he just pisses on the bed and walks out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so on today's agenda, we have the news roundup. Lads, I'm doing the news. Um, some New Japan stuff, um, anniversary show, and New Japan, um, New Japan Cup prediction, predictions, predictions, you get what you're given. Um, Raw rundown, SmackDown rundown, um, Impact with Big Daddy G, matches of the week, and then our wrestling classic segment. Dun, dun. Yep. Anyway, I'm not used to being the main host, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway, first of all, the news roundup. Do I get music? I think... I get music. Um, okay, so the Honky Tonk Man and Tori Wilson have been confirmed with the Hall of Fame, with Brutus Beefcake possibly being inducted as well. The next WWE Chronicles documentary will air on March 4th, focusing on Roman Reigns. The Wrestling Observer has reported that Roman Reigns is advertised for a 3 and 2 match with Seth Rollins against Corbin, McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Ty Dillinger, now under Shane Spears, what a shit fucking name, um, <laughs> is um, wrestling for Creator Pro Wrestling. But also, that's a really shit name. WWE um, also officially unveiled five signings: Elia Dragunov, um, Kaylee Ray, Jazzy Gabbert, also known as Alpha Female, um, Oliver Carter, and Primate. The tournament brackets for a two of five number one contender tournament has been announced with um, Nice Cal- vs Callisto, Kendrick vs Gulak, 
um, Geralia versus um, Lurkin and Cedric versus Tadal, the winner taking on the champion at WrestleMania, the champion being Buddy Murphy. David Finley has unfortunately dislocated his shoulder um, on a ride night too, meaning he will be replaced in the New Japan Cup by, and I'm so excited, Taguchi. AEW <laughs> um, have announced their previously untitled Jackson's Bell show will be Fight for the Fallen, all proceeds going to anti-gun charities, just cutting off all the Southern American demographic there. Bree Priestley has announced that she is signed with AEW and will make her first appearance at Fight for, Fight for the Fallen. Cody's been announced as a competitor in Triple H's Ray for Race, as you do. Um, Impact yeah. have been has announced deals for Rosemary, Madison Rain, Simon Callahan, and Falabar. I believe we'll be talking about that. Keeping up talent for a further two years. Ritz One has is to face the Dragon Gate guy Yamato. Uh, United we stand for the Exhibition Championship. Jim Cornette has been announced as a new member of the MLW announced team. That's interesting. Tom Lawler defeated Loki. Um, at Intimidation Games for MLW in a cage match to retain his MLW Heavyweight Championship. MLW have also announced a two-hour special entitled Battle Riot. You're going to love this gaff. It's based, you know the New Japan Rumble? Yep. Imagine that, but if it was taken seriously. <laughs> uh, Jeff Cobb defeated Maddito at PWG 200 to retain the PWG Championship. Um, an unsanctioned title match has been announced for um, Super... Uh, unsanctioned? No, Unification. Fuck. Um, has been announced for Super Strong South 16 against Trent Seven and Volta. Um, Bandito versus Will Ospreay is the first match announced for WrestleCon. And Ann Anderson ha was allegedly fired over, um, letting Alicia Fox wrestle while drunk. Now, we're going to talk about this first, because Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh, this is amazing. Right, so <laughs> apparently, Alicia Fox turned up drunk. You know, we've all done it. I turn up to uni drunk sometimes. I tend to get sent home. I don't know why we didn't send her home. Why did Ann Anderson let her go out? Was Gaff, that, you're old Anderson school. In, was that, well, thanks. Was Ann <laughs> Anderson in charge of the TNA when Jeff Hardy went out absolutely flashed off his face? <laughs> no, that's the thing. I just think Vince Russo has never seen a drunk person before. Yeah. That's really good acting. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that, if that's the true, like, both people should be fired. Like, if that yeah. is true, Ann Anderson should have been fired. This has, like, just come out today, so... Speculation, I'm going to get that out of the way. But if that's true, I agree with Ann Anderson being sacked. Um, anything there that jumps out at you? I mean, the the, the impact sort of signings, obviously. Um, I, I know, mean, of the... all the people to snap up, Falabar, who, by the way, was yeah. in the first battle riot... Uh, He's he's all right. I mean, he's I mean, he, he puts on an all right match this week. Actually, he's in the, one of the matches. Um, we'll talk about that in length. I think he's just good. He's a good sort of. He's a comedy mid carder. He's a decent. Yeah. He's like he's Santina a... Morella. Yeah. He's like a character. Throw a mid carder on him. Um, a mid card belt on him as a transition. But what was surprising is the fact of Simon Madison Rain. Oh, aye. Um, she was she was in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously she's been in TNA and Impact before. Well, yeah, she was. She was part of the. She was a two-time champion people. back when uh, everyone was a two-time champion because they had like five women. <laughs> um, MLW signing um, Jim Connor. Actually, we talked about this at length. It kind of like yeah. Rob sort of abandoned the chat for like that, <laughs> that hour. Um, here's the thing. I think okay. The way I see MLW is what I want TNA to be, which is why I watch it. Yeah, I've uh, never seen it before. It, I would actually, I think you would enjoy it. It's an hour long every week. I'd recommend you give it at least a week ago. I can give you some recommend. At least Battle Riot. Give Battle Riot a go. 
give it a shot. Um, but I think Jim Cornette's fitting in there because uh, just looking for the last time he ran a wrestling show, which was Ring of Honor, he was pushing MMA-oriented people like Davey Richards. Yeah. Well, trying to, and then Kevin Steen got over, and he was annoyed. But um, I think, Tom... I think if if he's there not to rock the boat and just to sort of yeah work commentary, I think it can work. That's the problem because a lot of the people got over in Ring of Honor got over in spite of him. Like when mm. he was last running a company, like um, Steen got over in PWG and Brent brought his character to Ring of Honor. Um, then the Young Bucks he just threw to the side the Briscoes he was pushing despite fan backlash like All Night Express was just really badly handled by him and like he was pushing MMA orientated guys at a time when that wasn't like n- right now because Tom Lawler's like a former UFC guy t- t- uh, Matt Riddle's doing well Brock Lesnar's doing well right now that is what people are after back in 2011 that's not what people mm. were after so like if he can um, if he, if he does sit nicely in there, I think he's an asset. But if he starts shouting, I think that's when he starts. <laughs> I think that's when the problems can arrive. Um, yeah, guess we'll see. I, I'm happy to listen to him. He's on. Oh, he's, 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 on, he, he's, he's actually, entertaining. He was actually on um the last MLW show as the announcer, and you know what? He's he's fun. Like, he just came on, it's like, MLW needed to find a way to make itself more extreme, so it gave me a live microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and to well, that... he's, he's always said, like, uh, that could be one of the most dangerous things WWE ever did. Yeah. <laughs> to be, um, I'd like to quickly talk about the NXT UK signings. I know you don't watch much NXT UK, but this is really, these are some really exciting t- signings. Ilya Dragunov is a fucking beast. Absolutely I've, amazing. I've seen pictures, I haven't seen them sort of wrestle but I've seen pictures um, I would recommend actually it's probably a normie pick but I'd recommend either his match in PWG against Shingo or his match at Wembley against Pete Dunne <laughs> great stuff um, also Kaylee Ray who's probably the best Scottish female wrestler other than Viper she's yeah, she, she's sort of she's the, the one that jumped out she's sort of first really an amazing asset to an already great women's division like she she doesn't botch that's the thing she doesn't botch she works really well with the men she's gonna have to tone back her offense a bit like she can't be hitting canadian destroyers anymore because that's a move <laughs> um reserved for mysterio um yeah. jazzy gabbett she impressed in may young classic i've not seen much past that but she's good and primate who will yeah. be a jobber <laughs> <laughs> um and i guess that's the news unless there's anything else now nah, i think we're good to leave it yeah. There. Anyway, so oh, actually no, because there's an impact match in that, so we should talk about that. Which one facing Dragon Gates, um, Yamato? Yeah, I mean, unless they've signed him, he's not going to win the championship. Mm, yeah, so... you say that, but I can see Impact d- making a deal with Dragon Gate because they are they still working with Noah. I think they are. Yeah. I think oh, okay, they're... but maybe not. But, I mean, they're working with Triple A. They get a lot of their sort of. Um... Yeah, because we have, like, Impact and Cage and all that. Yeah, and I mean, at the WrestleCons, they always do, like, a... Um, it's either AAA or it's Lucha Underground. I oh, think they're doing Lucha Underground this year. Steve versus Lucha Underground won yeah. last year. It was so good. It's, I think it's the same this year. They've got they've, they've definitely got some um, AAA and Lucha Underground at the United We Stand. I def- That's coming up. I'd definitely be checking the fuck out of that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay, moving on. So, oh, no, wait, one more thing, the Hall of Fame. Do you think Tonky Tonk Man and Tori Wilson are deserving to be put in? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised Honky Tonk's not in yet. It's yeah, obviously... I, he's one of those guys you just assume are in. Like, he's not I'm, done anything wrong or anything. I'm guessing it's maybe he's pissed somebody off, or Vince has just thought, no. I mean, didn't he refuse to drop the title for you for the last, like, six months of his reign? That might have done it. Yeah, I think he pissed off quite a few people as well. Yeah, he's got an amazingly big ego, considering he's fucking Honky Tonk, man. <laughs> I mean, Tori Wilson, fair enough. She's For the error. They're running, they're, they're running out of women anyway. Yeah, because that's the thing. We didn't have a strong women's division until about four or five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so they're, they're running out. And Gail Kim's never going to go in. No. Um, Paige? Candice Michelle? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> she was the first Paige... women's champion. I knew. Actually, no, Melina was the first women's champion. I, I think Paige will go in. Is Jacqueline in? Um, yeah. No, yeah, Jacqueline's in. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, 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 fair Punch enough. Punch some of the there. Joshi people from the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> of course she, I'd say that. Tori Wilson was there. There's, I mean, the talk of Brutus Beefcake again. It's Sablin. Um, no, I don't think so. To be honest, if Beefa went in, I think it would just be an excuse to have Hogan turn up because, yeah. of course, like take busy mate. Yeah, like he literally Beefcake got into the um hot, got into the fed um pretending <laughs> to be Hulk Hogan. But anyway, on to New Japan. Um, I'll go through this very quick, Gaff. Um, yes, do it. The anniversary... <laughs> <laughs> the anniversary event is coming up. And that has me ungodly amounts of excited. It's a stacked card for the last four matches. Um, so we have a IWGP Junior Tag Team match between Sho and Yo against Shingo and Bushi. I'm going for Shingo and Bushi because I'm kind of sick of Rapungi 3K at this point. Like... <laughs> The the junior tag division is super is anemic super anemic right now. Mm-hmm. Like um basically you have those two teams, um the Bullet Club team of Taji Shimori and Robbie Eagles and Tiger and Liger. There's not like there's not many. You can't it's sort of if they injected one new team that would be enough to sort of make it good, but it's, right now it's somewhat anemic. We have oh someone you actually know, Gaffs, Jushin Thunder Liger taking <laughs> on Taji Ishimori. Um I know t- both of them. Oh yeah, Ishimori turned up in TNA that one time. But, but this is actually something it has me excited cautiously. Um, Ishimori actually worked really well with Liger through tag matches. But thing Liger always seems to he wrestles smart. Yeah, and he wrestles like way beyond his years. <laughs> no, that's thing because he hasn't wrestled like a super fast um, pace since his surgery back in. What was it, 1997 or whatever? Like, Mm. it was a few weeks before Starcade when he took on Rey Mysterio. And because Dusty Rhodes had gone, he had a tumor, baby. But (laughs) I I think it would be good. Um, Ishimori's sort of going on a legend killer thing right now, which makes Mm. me worried he's going to feud with Tiger Mask. Um, I'll take that. (laughs) No, I'd take original Tiger Mask, not Tiger Mask 4. (laughs) You, you, You didn't see the fucking best of Super Juniors, Gaff. Um, I think it would be fine. I just want Ishimori to go into like more younger talent. But again, like Osprey's moved up, and well, he's not quite moved up, but not quite not. And um, Ta- Taka is injured, unfortunately. So like, it's anemic until you can do more stuff. Mm. Um, then we have a six-man anniversary special with Goto Okada and Tanahashi taking on Sonada, Evil, and Naito. And I'm sorry, Goto's taking the fucking pin here. <laughs> like it's, he's the Dolph Ziggler of New Japan, and I, and I, <laughs> and he can fuck off. 
And then we have an <laughs> a non-title match. I wish this was a title match. The Never Openweight Champion, Will Ospreay, taking on Jay White. Gaff. That would be good. I got an erection when I first saw this. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What? I'm so excited. Like, it's to, not... think what, to think with it not being a title match, Osprey. That's why I'm excited about being a non-title match. I think it could be a big win for Osprey. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's hard to predict this one because they're pushing both of them to the moon right now. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it not being for a title makes it a lot more competitive, but mm-hmm. Osprey may have entered an anniversary last year against Okada and unfortunately I don't think this is going to be quite as good. Because sort of Jay White sort of has that eight out of ten ceiling on him right now because he's so inexperienced. Mm. It, this will still be it'll, be it'll be a good match. It, no, it'll still be really good, and I'll still try and get you to watch it in vain. <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on from this onto the New Japan Cup, we discussed the well, you discussed the brackets. Well, you didn't. Rob discussed the brackets last week, and yeah. I just have predictions for the final, which I think is going to be. Okada versus Tana or Okada versus I'm just looking at the brackets now Zack Sabre Jr. or Okada versus Cabana anyway Cabana is such called a Cabana really? Kel- oh you didn't know Cabana was in it I knew he was in it but I, d- I didn't I was joking you would about... let him go all the way I, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking about Cabana to be fair I would like I would like to see him against Zack Sabre Jr. Um, if he beats Yano that will happen so that could be good. Um, the fact that we have Naito and Ibushi in the first round is insane. <laughs> the fact that the fact that Tenzan is still fucking being put in tournaments annoys me a little bit. He has not been able to go for like the past three years. He has the worst match I've seen in New Japan under his belt. <laughs> uh, I don't like Ten. I understand he used to be great, but I fucking hate Tenzan <laughs> with an actual passion. I'm trying to think who would be comparable for, for you in Impact. Who do you really hate in Impact? Who do I really really hate? Um, no one. You could use... Scott Scarlet Bodo. Okay. Scarlet Bodo doesn't wrestle, does she? No, but her character's absolutely like, just ridiculously shit. To be fair, I think Tenzan and Scarlet have comparable size asses, but <laughs> this is why we don't... This is why we stopped me from hosting. Uh, yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think it's either going to be Okada versus Tana or Okada versus um, Zack. I don't think they're going to waste um, Okada versus Ibushi on a New Japan, uh, on a New Japan Cup final. No. Um, I think that's something we'd want to be building, especially since Ibushi, now that um, the elite have left New Japan, is factionless, which is right. extremely interesting. Like He probably won't fall anywhere. He's probably just going to end up getting thrown in random tags with Tana, but... Anyway, away from the best promotion in the world. <laughs> and on to Raw. Uh, so, okay, full, full disclosure, I don't watch Raw. I normally just sit here and nod um, during the Raw segment. Well, not nod. Not quite nod. But I d- <laughs> shake my head in disapprovement. But uh, we have the notes here. I, I watch the highlights. Um, Reigns is in remission, which is... Great news. Excellent. It was a really, really good promo, to be fair. Yeah, he's a really... Like, you could tell it was real. Yeah, because he actually fucking had cancer. Unless yeah. you're a fucking dickhead Dick. on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Oh, it's work. 
he's not thinner and he still has hair. Because that's totally how that fucking works. I just... No, it wasn't, like... I very, very, very rarely get, like, any kind of, like, emotion. But that was quite emotional. Yeah. Um, I think we should keep letting letting him cut his own promos. Yeah, he's done it in... He's done it in the past. And the thing is, and I, and I mentioned it to you about, like, on our chat, like, when somebody's cutting it naturally, they're, they're at ease and they move better and you can tell they're not, like, uptight and they're not trying to remind, like, remember lines. And it just flowed so easy. My problem is, though, Reigns never had that. Like, you could see him, like, you remember his feud with Cena? Yeah, well, that was terrible, wasn't it? Well, no, the feud was great because John Cena works his magic. Well, that's it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you, could te- you could tell Reigns was being fed lines. You know that? Um, yeah, remember the playground gap? I understand we're going back for you. Um, <laughs> Chalkboards and all. Yeah. Um, when like there was that one kid who was like great at fucking quips, and then he talked to like the cool kids, and the cool kids just didn't know what the fuck to say. Yeah. That was Cena and. Reigns, like just when Reigns was about to speak, and Cena went, "It's called a promo, son. If you're gonna be in the yeah. be big in this business, you're gonna have to learn to cut it." Or like Which... even when he just laid into him, going, "Hey, um, you took the US title as a demotion. I took it to elevate younger talent." Oh. Yeah, it was so semi shoot. It was that's what was so good. Yeah, that's thing. Reigns needs to be keeping it. That's thing. That's what Ambrose should have had, but he just stopped trying. Yeah, um, just... Ambrose didn't come out, which caused all sorts of fucking controversy. He's a heel, people. Um, yep. Reigns and Rollins um, saved Ambrose actually from McIntyre, Corbin, and Lashley. But you know they're the good guys with, with conflicting was, feelings. Yeah, it was like an interesting dynamic because it was like it's not it's not reuniting the Shield. It's because yeah, yeah. to be fair, any Shield reunion at this point has sort of lost its luster. Yeah, because I know that Ambrose. Well, unless they get. Uh... Pop a shield in again. <sighs> Kurt, Kurt Angle. Oh, man. I'm still annoyed, but I, I missed... At a Glasgow house show, Triple H came out as a member of the shield. I'm annoyed that I missed that. That'd be that's good, eh? That, that'd be a pop. The problem is the rest of the house show would be absolute bollocks. Because <laughs> it was a raw house show in 2017. Brilliant. But, uh, um, Ric Flair is 70 years old, don't you know? Yes. I'm just going down his fucking notes. Um, Ric Flair is 70 and he had, like... The, like... He had like the proper party where they, they put the videos on the YouTube channel. Yeah, did and then see... they had the in-ring party. <laughs> did you see the pictures? Have you seen the pictures of him marrying his wife? Uh, with um, what do you call him? Um, what's he called? From Freebirds. Yeah, oh, Michael... hey. he is I with his bum bag. One where he was wearing the fucking face off of this woman twenty years his junior. Excellent. No, I've I've seen the the picture with Michael Hayes with in like a pink suit with a freaking oh, Federer hat. Michael Hayes. <laughs> Michael Hayes, sorry, and he's got his bum bag on. I fucking have you ever watched um what the fuck is it called? That round table we used to have. Oh, Legends of Wrestling. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It it's on the network. It's a great show. Um, <laughs> and he'd always be in the most flamboyant fucking outfits and shouting over people who actually like on an EC on the WCW one he was shouting over Kevin Nash who was actually in WCW <laughs> as opposed to him who was not in WCW during the wars. Honestly, I said that I said ages ago, like they should just get PS Hayes on the mic, get him in the on the uh, commentary booth. 
Didn't he manage for Hardy's for a while? He's fucking hilarious. Play having Jesse Ventura back. Anyway, um, Becky Lynch got arrested <laughs> as as you do. That's a, yeah. talking of women that Flair has worn the face off of. Oh, that, God, that, yeah. That was a fucking weird one. I remember that. Fucking women's <laughs> revolution. Ronda Rousey seemingly relinquishes the women's, um, the women's championship, ensuring a Twitter beef is on... Ensuring, have you seen the Twitter stuff? Between? I love it. It is like great stuff. It is the perfect um, line between kayfabe and sheep. And yet still people are crying over it. Oh, my oh, she fucking she's, God. She's, um, she's exposing the business, blah, blah, newsflash. Fucking curtain was pulled back about twenty years ago, people. You're not quite as Jim Cornette as I thought, but <laughs> no, I agree. Like she, she Ronda is trying to be the heel here. Actually, Becky Lynch had the best tweet of the week. Um, this should be a new segment, but <laughs> actually, no. The best tweet tweet of the week is me petitioning for a puppy. But <laughs> I really want this puppy, Gaff. But. Um, it was her like blowing a kiss and going. It's a shame you two are seemingly fighting at WrestleMania, but all you both of you can seem to talk about is me. Just like oh, yeah. feud one. I don't care who wins at Mania. Feud fucking one right there. I just like that. I like how sort of Charlotte's not even really doing anything. Oh, Charlotte's just coming out going, "I am the right choice," and going away. Which, in fact, is a perfect robotic promo for her. Her being the co- her being the corporate um, woman should have happened ages ago because her voice is so corporate. Like, yeah. I expected to be given a PowerPoint syn- um, presentation about fucking synergy. Like, <laughs> that's just the voice she has. She's the sort of person who talks about complicated recipes and goes, but who has the time? But It's just it's just far and away the best feud possibly in wrestling the, at the minute. I wouldn't say the whole of wrestling right now, but I would agree it's the best feud in WWE, on main <laughs> roster WWE. Like, can you even... Name anything else that could possibly headline Mania. Um, Batista trips, possibly. You know what's going to happen. Well, spoilers for what we were about to talk about. So Flair's seventieth um, <laughs> birthday. It was a bit. It's always a bit awkward when we do birthday segments, isn't it? Well, it, you know something's happening as soon as the as soon as they get that mat covering out. Mm. Something's happening. Nothing. You remember Hulk Hogan's um, birthday party a few years ago? Which one was that? Um, it was just before Brock's match with Cena. Hulk Hogan is like um... it's actually quite funny. Um, Hulk Hogan came out like um, his real American bollocks, and then they brought up Roddy Piper and Mister Wonderful, two men that Hulk Hogan fucking hates <laughs> because they were his WrestleMania one opponents. Just a total rib. <laughs> And then the NWO came come out. And oh, then, I do remember that NWO. Yeah. And then yeah. um, Lesnar comes out and just stares down Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan yeah. can't take a bump. <laughs> Imagine if you were F5 Hogan. It, the heat, actually, I, that wouldn't be heat. That'd be fucking. It would just. It would break Hogan's hips. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we'll get into fucking Hogan at the end of the podcast. Uh... That might be well. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Batista returned. Because um, Flair's music hit, you know, woo, dun, 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 all that shit. Um, everyone's clapping on the stage, as they do. Not Alicia Fox or Anne Anderson, because... <laughs> they were... Well, Alicia Fox has passed out. But yeah, Alicia Fox is fucking two bottles of Bucky down at this point. <laughs> and Anne Anderson's probably going head to head with Vince. <laughs> I'll spine bust you, Vince. Sure you will, <laughs> man. 
Uh, we, man, bag off track. Um, and then it just goes backstage, and this bald guy, who's like this weirdly Batista-shaped man, is dragging someone. And you know, so I, I like how they're trying to keep it a secret. Well, it wasn't a secret. It's more like, oh shit, we need to run to get this, which was really good. But. I, I still, it looked like he was trying to keep him a secret. It just reminded me like in TNA when Christopher Daniels returned under a, in a hood. And it's like, oh my God, this Christopher Daniels shaped figure <laughs> has come to wreak havoc. But no, um, so but he just closes the door. I wouldn't actually be surprised if he just closed. Uh, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I've seen the first series. Okay. So at the beginning of the second series, um, <laughs> um, closes the door and it's just like, oh, hey, Captain, when he's meant to be getting beaten up. <laughs> just close the door. Oh, hey, Rick, how are you doing? Yeah, we need to pretend. Can you just yeah. make some noises? Oh, thank you, Rick. Can you just lie down, Rick? <laughs> make me look good, Rick. Okay, Rick, can you get up off the floor? Oh, no, just stay there. <laughs> Rick just goes down. I'm turtling. I'm fucking turtling. He's uh, just been elbow dropping the floor anyway. This isn't really a fucking raw review, is it? We're just laughing at people. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Batista's back um, and has immediately made his feud with Triple H hot as hell. I love it because he's just uh, like because you would assume that he's coming back as the babyface because he's like this loved Hollywood star now, and he just comes back and he's like, "Now nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your ass off a seventy year old legend." Unless it's two thousand and seven, he's not a very good face. Oh no, his his uh, his last sort of heel run was amazing. That was on me. Honestly, him, that was him on, waving that, goodbye. That that was one of my favorite hashtag like, blue teaster. That was one of my favorite runs when he kept coming out with like an open denim shirt and no t-shirt under it. Did you notice like during his this like twenty fourteen run, his pants kept getting smaller. Yeah, it was a bit. It was getting awkward. But like the way he would just come out and just put the chair in the middle of the ring and sit in it. Yeah. Uh, like his 2010 run is, is uh, 2007 Batista is always going to be best Batista because I was 10 and he looked like a fucking animal but like 2010 heel Batista is just so good like the single spotlight thing yeah like oh when my god his, when he would just wear his sunglasses all the time as yeah well. he goes out as the biggest heel in the company then they bring him back as a fucking baby face in 2014. <laughs> so good how they like how they did that as well. He like he went right, screw you, I'm going, and he didn't actually come back. Yeah, I fucking. <laughs> I was like, oh, I he actually act- left. To be I love, I I do love the latter end. I love what um his run in WWE in 2014 after he turned heel, like yeah. around when because to be fair, I couldn't see it at the time because I was but a young teenager. Well, a somewhat late state. I'd be like 17 or something. Um, and I was just like, no, Danny Bryan. They're burying Danny Bryan. I was, I was basically with assholes on Twitter who are currently saying that Kofi is being buried. Um, I was basically that Speaking guy. Speaking of which. I did, oh, we're not moving on <laughs> quite yet because I want to know. Damn it. I want to, I was almost a great segue. But you forgot one thing, Garth. I'm the host <laughs> now. Anarchy reigns. Oh, <laughs> So, what do you, th- where do you think this feud goes? Uh, well, obviously, Trips wants his revenge to uphold the his love of Ric Flair. Um, Ric Flair, I reckon Ric Flair's in for at least one more ass whooping. Hopefully, um, in front of the camera this time. Yeah, I think in ring maybe. He's actually, no. Here's here's what should happen. Beat the shit off Ric Flair. Batista goes out, wears the fucking face off of Ric Flair's um, <laughs> wife. Ric Flair's <laughs> wife leaves. 
And I then, and, my... and, and then Ric Flair just gets in the microphone and goes, I know how big Batista's <laughs> dick is. No, thank you. I should book wrestling. I think someone should mention the fact he's got a horrendous nose ring. Um, <laughs> I did see that. And he's wearing like leather jacket, really skinny trousers. He's having a midlife... He's been having this midlife crisis since 2014. Yeah. Someone needs to... Like, remember when he returned on Raw and he ripped his fucking pants? <laughs> <laughs> because they were too tight. i tell you what I can't wait for. What? The entrances, because Batista will just get his normal one with a few fireworks. And the <laughs> fucking Triple H one's going to be just... It's going to be like Ric Flair times a thousand. Well, has Triple H ever been upstage in terms of an entrance at Mania? In ter- Never. Like, um, even when he was facing Taker, he'd get the better entrance. Of course. Like, Undertaker's coming out to like a slow Johnny Cash song, which I fucking love Johnny Cash, but it's not a wrestling entrance song. And then he's yeah. coming out to fucking to whom the bell tolls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> what? why? I just I think he'll come out like, I don't know, like... like Ric Flair, but in a Triple H style. It'll be like a metal version of uh, Ric Flair's entrance or something. That's like, like, even at like Mania 30 when he was facing Brian, like, Brian got, he was like, okay, Brian's getting the win, but my entrance is going to take 20 fucking minutes, and yeah. I'm having Charlotte, Sasha, and Alexa Bliss on my fucking lap. That, that honestly, I'll never get past the fucking Sting one. Oh, yeah, where he got fucking drummers. Why the fuck were there drummers? Sting got fucking Japanese or Chinese drummers and uh, fucking James Cameron was brought in to do <laughs> you know what I love we're doing like the scanning for people um, doing the thing He's, he was just scanning people who recently feuded with so Curtis Axel came up like <laughs> among fucking like Randy Orton Batista all these big names and then it's just Kurt, Curtis Axel it's like what the fuck <laughs> one of these things just doesn't belong here Okay, who goes over at Mania? Batista. Yeah, yeah. Um, will Triple H be recovered? To be fair, that's one of the biggest pops we've ever been in, been in is when Triple H came out of the Undertaker over. Yeah. Because we, we haven't actually told this story. If we got to sit on the podcast, we were leaving. We were like, okay, Walter's gone. You were asking who Walter was. We were walking off. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, suddenly the game hits and we're like oh shit no run the fuck back I almost fell off a chair and died yeah uh, <laughs> it was good he, to be fair he just came out did a bit of a wave but, sort of thing yeah but that's why like he didn't want to upstage his promotion which he should learn with fucking Wrestlemania entrances yeah. uh, anyway Smackdown Gar finally H- how long did that tangent go on I'm gonna guess at least five minutes well, you know give the people what they want but we're only half we're only half an hour in so we do need to start padding this shit out uh, on Smackdown so Kofi Kingston is no longer your number one contender absolutely you have, have you seen this <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> I've seen sort of... I've read bits and I've seen a couple of clips. Literally, literally what happened, um, Kofi was about to sign his contract. Like, Ink was about to touch paper. And then Ke- Vince McMahon came out going, Kofi, nah, go to your back. Kevin Owens is doing it. <laughs> cool. then... it's... It's fucking... I mean, it's good storyline-wise. But... Kofi was meant to be a fucking face. People <laughs> want he's, to... like, people he's been want putting to videos. Blood. He's putting people out like he's the everyman. Did you see his um, thing at Elimination Chamber? What? Which one? Um, his vignette where he was just like, um, okay, so he like he was trying to be a tweener. It's like, so I want this heel guy to win. I want this face to win. And also, no, it's like, I want Balor to win. 
I want um, Wyatt Scott to win and ask the pineapple on pizza can fuck off. Mm. My word. wrong there. But to be fair, I, okay, no, I, I will defend pineapple on pizza. It's not my first choice. But <laughs> if it's fair, I'm going to have a slice. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a really good... It's a, it's a, it's a decent pizza. Like, top, top 15 favourite pizzas. Not quite top 10. But, you know, you know what? If it was an offer... 50p from the co-op, why not? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is truly what people t- tune in for. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. And then Kevin Owens was trying to be all nice about it. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kofi. I'm so co- sorry. I'll te- tell you what, I'll team with you tonight against Brian and Rowan. What do you think of the team of Brian and Rowan, by the way? Fucking no idea. <laughs> Honestly, like, Why? What? Um, I think basically they want Brian. What happened to Bludgeon Brothers? I think it didn't happen. No, Rowan got injured. That's what happened. Yeah. And then he's like, to be fair, I want Harper there. He just seems to be just done. Harper's so fucking good, though. He is so good. Like, I don't know how they saw this like big dude who can run as fast as a fucking cruiserweight. Did you not see um the tweet? That he put out. No, I didn't. In response to... Oh, who was it? It was someone... Oh, no, no, I remember this. Tyler Breeze was like, oh, we can, it was say, Tyler what, Breeze, we yeah. can say whatever the shit we want. What now? Um, Hey, hey, Luke Harper, I'd kick her ass. And he was just like, you should probably tweet at someone who's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I love how this, no one in... Because AEW is now a thing, and MLW and Impact and Ring of Honor, all these viable options will probably be paid about as much if not more unless we go the right back route and go I want 10 grand on my fucking hotel bro but uh, <laughs> but they're realistic they can probably make about as much money for about as many dates elsewhere and be treated better so we're just sort yeah. of like we're just going to say what we want because no one wants they don't want to lose anyone right now they don't want to let anyone go it's like um, it's like when you're at school and the teacher leaves the class and everyone just starts doing whatever the fuck they want. Oh, no, fucking... My English class in school was anarchy. The teacher once left and he locked her out. Exactly, that's what it's like. Vince is just sort of, like, running around thinking, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> hey, Revival, no, you're not talking Revival because you're say You know what it's like? You know when um, a, a girlfriend of yours would take you out to a... Well, I don't know if this has happened to you personally. It hasn't happened to me. But you know, like, if a girlfriend took you out and you know she's going to dump you, so you keep changing the subject. <laughs> So, so it never quite gets to the dump. Like, so, I need to talk. So, this fucking risotto, what a fucking... <laughs> no, seriously, we need to talk. We should get a puppy. We should get a puppy. <laughs> we, will call, we will call him Candy Pup. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why don't you like that name? Uh, I don't know. Just you imagine, like, chasing after a dog and shouting that? I mean, that wouldn't be, that, that, that wouldn't be his birth name. Gaff is his nickname. Just, just call it, I don't know. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> I said, I'll give you some, lots of viable names on the chat. Yes, and, and we won't repeat them, them Chris now. Benoit related. <laughs> you just want me to shout Chris Benoit in public. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, so Kevin Owens has a new finisher. What? What was it? Stunner. Really? A pretty shit stunner. Fucking hell. Yeah. I've really missed a lot this week, haven't I? Mm. Um, yeah. I, I'm not happy with 
them using. I think the stone, it's one of those like such a big move that he's never ever ever going to shake the Stone Cold thing. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like if someone's trying doing like the sort of RKO now. Yeah, and it's sort of like yeah, so many good moves. Like the pop up power bomb is great. He did a pop up sit out power bomb, which he's done before in like Ring of Honor and stuff, which looks fucking great. Um, like. I don't know, now that they're doing um, Canadian Destroyer, surely they can let him do the package power driver. <laughs> like, just, he has so many moves in his weapon. It's sort of like Seth Rollins, where he has so many moves that he's not using. Just bring one of them yeah. back as his finisher. We don't want... Like, him using the stunner isn't going to help him be a face. Because no, as soon as he hit the stunner... Like, and the same happened when he hit it against, I think it was Reigns at the Rumble a few years back. I was just like, no, Kevin, fuck off. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm not quite... I'm I'm not quite the storyline sort of makes no sense right now, but I'm gonna give it a couple of weeks before I properly judge it. I'm gonna give it to Fast Lane until I properly judge it. It's actually like with him coming back and the Kofi sort of angle to it. It's actually quite interesting. I think I'll have to check it out more. Yeah, that's the thing. I was actually assuming he'd come back with Sammy and challenge the revival at Mania, but then the call ups happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, I haven't actually talked about the call ups yet, so I'll briefly say it. I'm fucking hating it. Um, I am actually hating it because they're just burying current talent. <laughs> they're just coming up and beating like the revival in four-minute matches. And Is that I mean, Rob said, <laughs> I'm not. This isn't how you call people up. And they still have EC3 and like I understand like on terms of totem, totem posts of like Ricochet, Alistair Black, Tommaso Ciampa, Gagano, and EC3, three um, heavy machinery and such. There's sort of different levels here. But sort of like you don't fucking raid NXT with no plans, which yeah, is what we clearly have done. Just a panic. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're normally very good when they're panics. I mean, Kofi was a panic booking thing, um, as was so many other things. As was Charlotte versus Ronda, which has led to this whole thing. As was Balor versus AJ last year, like. They are very good when their backs are against the wall. When their backs are against the wall, they can make a star in a night. But they're not doing that. They need to... They, I don't know what their end goal is here, because no one's getting over. Like, It's not like when NXT call-ups first became a thing, and we just expected them to be over because they're NXT call-ups. Yeah, and it's... Like, they're so inconsequential to the products. They have been on both shows, and we haven't brought them up. Exactly, and it wasn't even like really that big a deal when they did come up. I know, they were, like they I, were announced. It was you. You literally just went. Oh, by the way, NXT callouts happened. I went and looked. I, I assumed there'd be like one fucking guy as a surprise, like when Joe came up. But nope, just fucking. They took the entire main event scene, and were like, yeah, well, it's on Raw now. They can be mid carders. <laughs> ah, fuck, <laughs> fuck this noise. Who, who do you think will do the best out of these callouts? Honestly, uh, probably Alistair Black. Yeah, I, I, I think I, he's got he's got the best ready-made gimmick. He's got, he's got the best look. But thing is, Champa Gagano and Ricochet as overall performers are all much better than him. Champa and Gargano will end up in a tag match to for fair, the ages. To, no, to be fair, no, that's because they've already splurged DOI versus Revival. What the fuck are you doing? Ricochet will end up. Doing a few bits for the IC belt or something, then another one, two or five. No, he has the charisma <laughs> of a world champion. Yeah, but Vince doesn't like it. 
I don't give a fuck what Vince likes, Gareth. And they've already, I mean, if you watch that Alistair Black thing, they're already putting him over as a, a moody emo teenager. I just... So... Yeah. I, I, I want to die at the best of times. This isn't helping. <laughs> um, anyway, Gaff, moving on. For, oh, no, we forgot to mention. There was a triple threat match, which actually was an early contender for match of the week. between okay. and, Because I just I just judged it by last week's standards, and last week fucking blew. Um, it was R-Truth defending against Almas and Mysterio. Basically, he's coming up and going, Hey, man, I want to be John Cena. That's my R-Truth impression. Hey, man, <laughs> I want to be John Cena. Death break. Floss, floss, floss. I'm going to do... An open challenge. Almas comes out. So it's like, cool. Truth is Almas. This should be fun. And then Mysterio, the cunt, interrupts Almas. And, and just runs to the fucking rink. He fucking hogan Almas. And, and... Is he is he playing heel now? Who, no. <laughs> That's the thing. I hate all the faces in WWE who aren't named Kofi Kingston. Um. So, yeah, they come out and Triple Foot happened. It's mostly sort of like Mysterio working out. Um, actually, you know what? I'll stick up around truth here. He really, he really, really had his working boots on here. He kept up with Mysterio and Almas, who are fucking two luchadors. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm annoyed that our truth retained slightly. Like, I don't want him to be the champion going into Mania. I wanted Almas to win and then them to work something between Almas and Mysterio going into Mania. Yeah. Like an I like a fucking thirty minute Iron Man match, or something. But yeah, like Archie's a fine champ. Actually, you know it's quite funny. I saw someone post, um, "Oh, Archie really looks like a champion now, doesn't he?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's what a belt will fucking do for you." <laughs> I think he's all right. I mean, he, he's all right. He but deserves he's past his prime. He deserves it. I mean, he's fucking hell. He's put. He's been put through some absolute shit gimmicks. I saw some. Um, to be fair, he's. In both companies, like he had to work with Pac-Man Jones in TNA. Jesus. Yeah, he won the title. <laughs> he won the title. It was basically a. T- <laughs> he had to carry that team. It's poor guy from NWA champion though. Um. Okay. Anyway, on to Impact. <laughs> Impact. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, there's not really that much happened this week. To be fair, it was. A lot of skits, not skits, but a lot of sort of backstage or story like sort of elements. Um, <clears throat> but straight away off the bat, I kicked off Willie Mack versus Jay Chris, which I was happy with. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I, decent match. How are the Chris's singles guys? I've only ever seen him in tag matches. Jay Chris is really good. He's very much. I wouldn't say he's like Alistair Black, but it's very sort of kick based. Mm-hmm. Martial arts based. Strike- yeah, um, and he's really like on point with his kicks. They always look really sort of brutal. So, um, I mean, it, it was a good, decent match. But then, um, like Dave Chris gets involved. Uh, Fucking Dave. Th- yeah, throws Willie Mack out the ring for a DQ. So they're beating down on Willie Mack, and then guess who comes out to save him? Ooh, ooh can can I actually guess? Is it the Manhattan Mauler? No. <laughs> was it Candy Floss? No. Oh, fucking got my excitement up. Okay, who was? Tom, was Tommy Dreamer? Tommy Dreamer. I did see this actually. 
how is Tommy Dreamer still getting like this year alone? Think... He's turned up in Lucha Underground, MLW, and Impact. And Ring I think of... he just he was at Ring of Honor's final battle a couple of years ago as well. What the fuck is he going on? I honestly, just think he like he just looks up in the ads and says, "Oh, there's a match on tonight. I'll go and check it out," and no. just wanders in. No, because that's what happened at fucking Bound for Glory. <laughs> exactly. Well, he sets a match up anyway here. <laughs> So he teams up with Willie Mack and has a match with OVE. What? <laughs> Please tell me OVE went over. Well, <laughs> you'd think so. That side tells me no. But, but no, I mean, it was all right. I mean, for some reason, uh, Tommy Dreamer has got some chicken and waffles off someone in the crowd and then sort of smears it in Dave Christ's face. Um, yeah. Um... But Tommy Dreamer is really limited please in his un- movements. Very quickly, Gaff, please understand. I most of my watching nowadays is New Japan or NXT. These are yeah. very, very pure wrestling companies. Very, very <laughs> no. The connoisseur. No, no bollocks. Just wrestling, and I like that. I, I, I admit that I am a snob. But how can you watch this? <laughs> it was alright. It was just. It was fun. It was a match. Willie Mack wins with a frog splash. It was all right, but nothing I special. think I understand there's a fun and stuff like one of those one night only things, not on your weekly show and burying one of the only tag teams. Yeah, they always they always get beat. Ovi, such a doesn't, shame. Doesn't, so doesn't really seem doesn't really seem to affect them. To be fair, because they're so um, fucking good. Then we get a question. Average... Did Dreamer at least get a pop? Oh, he got a bit of a pop. A, a bit or like side. Yeah, bit. I mean, I mean, he sort of got on the mic and got the crowd going for a bit, and then, yeah, it's all right. All right. I mean, all what maybe three hundred people. Um, it's, it is funny because MLWD pull bigger pro- crowds than Impact nowadays. I think I think most places do. <laughs> no, that's thing because MLW is basically Impact now, but like better. The, the sad thing that's the sad thing about this because there's still, I mean. Especially in like the main event scene and the tag team scene, like Impact are putting solid matches on all the time. Yeah, here's the problem. But, a lot of the Impact scene um, are in MLW and we do it better in MLW. Well, there you go. But um, no, I mean that that was okay. Then there's a by the numbers Johnny Impact interview Can backstage. Cut a good promo. It is terrible, unless it's one of the sort of vignette How ones. How many years in business? Fuck, now it's a long. Long, long time. Like fifteen years in the business, he can't cut a promo. It's just I can cut a better promo. But look at the intro it's... to his podcast. I cut better promos. Exactly. When Johnny he Impact, start, he needs to start singing, singing <laughs> his promos. Johnny Impact. Then, uh, then the of this whole episode, the strangest thing next is the return of Reno Scum. So it's um, what? Adam thought. Adam Thornstow and Lester the Legend. What? I don't even know who he's... What the fuck is... What the fuck is this? Just Google him and look them up. Lester the Legend actually looks like an absolute monster. Tell you what, keep to- yeah. talking and I'll look them up. Um, But they went up against KM and Falabar. As you do. Who? KM oh, is KM and Fal- that, um, Falabar. Is KM that guy who, like, Falabar gave matching gear to that one week? Oh, yeah, the busy mates, yeah. <laughs> the best mates. Okay, it's not... It's not the greatest to start when it's a global force um, banner behind them. Uh oh. God, they um, look so weird. They're just like punks, basically. The guy on the right looks like Seamus. Yeah, I is he's a lot like that. He's, he's big and he was. I mean, 
the thing is, they come out, they have a decent match. Um, they, they do the Nasty Boys skit with the armpit. Oh, no, that's, um, so, that's so fucking rank. But then fucking Cam and Falabar win. Huh. So they beat the returning tag team that they'd been advertising for three weeks. Oh, they, this, this wasn't a surprise thing. Big deal. Oh, for fuck's sake. This yeah. such TNA moves. It's like fucking bury, <laughs> bury a brand new team. <laughs> they can't afford to do that. But, I mean, and then afterwards, they just beat the shit out of both of them. Like, Reno Scum get up and then beat the shit out of Cam and Falabar. So, and no, just, so no one gets over. No, nobody. It just doesn't make... That just really just... I've, I've just written down on my notes. I've just got, Why? question mark because I just don't see who it helps yeah for the last six months you have been telling me that impact is getting to where they um to getting back to like where they were with... honestly this this episode just seemed to be this sounds i don't awful. know like a like a dud episode they were like Bruce is like please i need the work it's like fine 20 dollars here's 20 dollars yeah buy me a sandwich it's, it's just it was again it wasn't great this next one this next skit you're probably not going to enjoy Glenn Gilberti. Who? Hang on. Disco Inferno. Oh! I don't, think, I don't think they're allowed to call him Disco Inferno. Well, call him a different... Have him be a different genre. Have him be fucking... R&B Robbie. <laughs> he's, he's been brought in, apparently, by um, Don Callis. Wait, he's he's um, worse for this kind of shit than Jim Cornette. He's for, have you seen his Twitter? It's for worst. Oh, no, he, he spends he, all day just calling out Meltzer. He loves it, but this is like he's obviously like setting himself up, and there's going to be some sort of thing between him and Don at some point, I think. But um, he's backstage just going around to people saying, uh, "Where's where's the manager? Where's the manager? Do you know who I am?" And he's I'm the new ass to kiss around here. <laughs> and I did actually laugh at that. That was quite funny. Was he like saying it in like a Bee Gees register? It's like I'm the new ass to kiss around. <laughs> no, because he's got like a sort of a. Uh, Sort of New York Italian accent. And that's when he um, looks very New York Italian, but I want him to talk like one of the Bee Gees. But then, but then, like he randomly he goes to some dawn, then fucking D'Lo Brown comes out. <laughs> Damn it! And they're like, oh, he's like, oh, D'Lo, what are you doing here? <laughs> Actually, um, I was telling you before we went on air about OSW review. They reviewed um the 2007 arc of TNA, and we talked about when they went to a house show in 2008, and D'Lo Brown showed them to their seats. <laughs> And Fuck then he yeah. got, and then he got annoyed when they recognised him. <laughs> oh, like, like you can miss him. <laughs> I know it's fucking D'Lo Brown. I know. Um, so that skit was pretty shit. Yeah, just um, Inferno keeping his um staying alive there. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. he uh he shut up, <laughs> stop it, stop it. Um, and anyway, he's been, he gets told he's been brought in to to basically be an assistant and get the coffee. So yeah. Uh. After that, we had a promo from KM and Falabar. Uh-huh. God, they're pretty all in- over this fucking episode. It was pretty intense. Oh, was it actually intense? KM was intense, and then Falabar just said bar. <laughs> yep. And then there's just a big... Ma- there's like a really big ad for that United We Stand, which... That's um, the WrestleMania weekend one, right? Uh, yeah, and that's where they advertise the rich one versus um, Yamoto. And Sammy versus Jimmy Havoc. Oh, fucking... That's actually what I wanted to talk to you about because I saw that advertise. That's the first time in ages I've been buzzed for a match in yeah. Impact. Like you, you, you shit talk Jimmy Havoc sometimes, Gaff. Yeah, 
I don't. Wait, to be fair, I, I think I've seen like two of his matches, and it's not my. It's not my thing. Um, I would recommend his matches with Osprey. He's not just hardcore plunder. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, with Sam Callahan, I can see him. The thing is, it. it's going to be an absolute fucking bloodbath. <laughs> no, that, be because he's with he is with Sammy Callahan. So yeah, it's going to be. It'll be good. I mean. Sammy Callahan's done that with Pentagon before. Not to the extremes that he's probably going to go with Jimmy Havoc, but he can make it believable, which is the best thing. I once accidentally, I once almost got Jimmy Havoc blood on me. It was quite gross. Mm, nice. <laughs> fucking a King of Insanity match of fucking ICW. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it was him actually who got fucking Canadian destroyed off of a to- off of a top of a ladder. Fuck. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's the weird. It's the maddest match I've ever seen in life. Anyway, he, he, it's weird because he goes around giving people pa- paper cuts. It's weird. Um, really? Yeah, like um, on like smaller like n- well, I'm not going to kill myself because I'm in front of 150 people shows. Actually, he did it a lot when I went to see him at um, when he was at Ring of Honor. He was facing Christopher Daniels, mm-hmm. and in Edinburgh, and <laughs> he kept paper cutting people, but the ref kept threatening to. Um, DQ him. Fucking hell. Piss off, wouldn't it? Yeah, anyway, back go, to Impact. Go, go to a match and get a paper cut. <laughs> um, then we have the uh, the GWN moment of the week. Oh, what was it this week? It was um, LAX versus Willie Mack and Killshot. Oh, I fucking um, love Killshot. Killshot's amazing. It's Shane Strickland with the mask off. I'm guessing it was when Willie Mack was working Lucha Underground. Obviously, was this um, in was this the um, TNA was versus Wrestle? It was WrestleCon last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, this match, it, it was alright. It was it was enjoyable. Shane Strickland is one of the best going right now. He's amazing. Yeah, it was it was it was decent. Um, LAX got the win, of course, because they won like a show. massive they won like a massive streak at the time. Um, and then we get fucking hell. We get um. Eddie Edwards talking to his kendo stick, as he does. He's been doing this since, like, when I first um, stepped in when you were on holiday. I still yeah. don't get it. Like, I understand he went mad because Sammy Callahan destroyed his eye or whatever. Yeah. But he's still doing it. Oh, yeah, he's still doing is it. it. Is, is it still entertaining? It's all right because, I mean, it's Eli, It's worked in with Eli Drake because Eli Drake got was beat last week, but... Eli Drake comes over and he say, and he sort of says, um, "Look, I know I got beat, but I got I, I got you to wrestle, sort of thing." He says, um, "So obviously he wants to wants him to have a match," <clears throat> and then he's like, "Sort of Eli sort of saying, well, why don't we team up and you get your old gear back on? We can be like the wrestlers, sort of the tag team wrestling champions." Like of wrestling, he keeps saying, um, but then basically Eddie Edwards is like, "Nah, I've got my candlestick, I'm fine." So they they've got the sort of ongoing feud. Which... Can, can I say something you're not gonna like? I don't get mm. Eli Drake. I love him. I think I understand like he's a charismatic dude, but like his promos are just—he's so trying so hard to be the Rock. Oh yeah, massive. And yeah, <laughs> and like so that doesn't, and he's. About as good in ring as the Rock was, which like doesn't captivate you because he's not the fucking Rock. It's it's a the shit thing is he's just been given really short matches at the minute, oh. and when I mean I I saw him when he was doing like his championship run and stuff in Impact, and 
he did have some really, really, really good no, matches. Because I, I was actually watching, um, I watched like two weeks of Impact leading up to Bound for Glory 2017, mm. and I also watched it when it was called GFW because I wanted to see the bollocks that went on. And then <laughs> Jim Cornette came on. It's like, yeah, this is my kind of bollocks. But <laughs> yeah, he he's fine. But like that match with Johnny Impact at Bound for Glory was just. For me, that just kind of proves that you can't trust him in the main event position because that match fucking stank. Uh, it was. I, I'm the same with Johnny Impact as well. Though I think he's he's good, but he's not. Yeah, I still don't think, think he's the match he won it in though was so good. Hmm. I suppose he's had good matches with like. Uh, I mean, Eli Drake had like. I think it was just on like a weekly match, yeah, like a weekly show, and he had a really really good match with like Bobby Lashley. Impact at least sort of has the. He has the rain recognition because because he's named after promotion. But he has like the people recognize him. People know who yeah, he is. That's so, the thing. Right? I I do wish it was still on Aries because he's fucking great. But yeah. But uh, so that was alright, and then we got a fucking slutty Scarlet Bordeaux. Don't slut shame now, Gaff. It's just for everything that's been good about women's wrestling, she's just. Dragging it back into the fucking. I don't think she's single-handedly dragging it back. Yeah, she's not helping though. And it's the whole "I'm going to be there next week," blah blah blah. It's like just fucking get in the ring and fight. And <laughs> she's just this whole thing like... where she sort of but kisses the, thing, the mirror. This sounds a lot like what Eve Marie was doing at Start with Bramflet, and that was great. Mm. That whole Eva Marie has decided not to fight tonight because she's taken a break from you fans. It was fucking See, great. That was horrible. I love that shit. Nah, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux, the quicker she gets in the ring and starts these stupid fucking backstage things, the better. Can't she wrestle? I've never seen her wrestle. Apparently. Yeah, she's done a couple of matches on um, like Impact or Explosion or whatever they call it. Um, but I've not really saw any of that. And I've watched a couple of matches that she had when she was in some other promotion. Um, no, all right. Like, decent sort of... Fair decent enough. matches, nothing special, but decent. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what she does, though. I mean, I want to actually see what she can do in the ring. So, yeah, we'll I, I'd be interested if I watched Impact. Um, then we had a good match. Oh, really? <laughs> um, Fun. we had a couple of good matches after this. Actually, it was um, obviously the diamond of the show, Tessa. Um, you fucking love Tessa. I fucking love Tessa. The I amount do. he talks about Tessa in fucking Blackpool. She's my favourite. She is. I think your honestly, favorite. in all of wrestling at the minute, in she's my favourite. In all favorite. of wrestling. Yeah. So are you telling me like Tessa above Brian? Oh yeah, definitely. AJ. Yep. Alright, I won't go into New Japan because you don't watch New Japan. Okay. To be fair, all you watch is impact, so And uh, NXT now and then. <laughs> oh yeah. Well to be f- oh you missed out a good NXT this week, but we'll get into that in match of the week. Um so she had a match with Delilah Doom who Wait, no, d- don't say that name like it's fucking normal. What? What? Delilah, Delilah Doom. What a shit Delilah name. Doom. She's like a sort of. I don't know if she's meant to be 80s, 90s. Does it, sort of. It's her theme, uh, Hey There Delilah, but a metal version. No, no, no. It's it's like a sort of. Like I say, it's like late 80s, early 90s. She comes out with sort of spandex and uh, like a headband and stuff oh, like that. Oh, does she look like some of them glow? Yes, she looks like Bailey. Sort uh, of, but yeah, someone from Glow. Um, and last week she had a match and it was all right. But I thought she's debuting here and it's not great. But this week 
which was really, really good. That Delilah Doom had a really good sort of showing. Um, loads of like lucha style moves. She's obviously come from that sort lucha of background. Things woo. Yeah, actually, lucha things. Yeah. Um, but then Tessa just fucking just turns on her, turns up to a mean up to eleven, and just fucking power bombs her through the ring almost. Um, and then she does that thing where they're sort of in the six one nine position, and Tessa does sort of jump and drop kick in their back. And she absolutely planted this Delilah Doom. It's just like fucking hell. That's like a welcome, welcome to the match, bitch, sort of thing. <laughs> um, but it was good. And then, um, sort of, the Delilah Doom gets her in this sort of crucifix slam pin thing. Tess just sort of picks her up from the mat, um, gets her in the buzzsaw, knocks her down, gets the win. Um, good showing for Delilah. I mean, like I say, she's she impressed with. The opening and the matches, but obviously Tessa's just made it look strong. Um, because she's all about getting a rematch with Tyre. How, how long has this, this feud been going on since November? Surely they've had a blow off by now. Well, I thought the match, the hardcore match they had, was the sort sound, of, that sounds like a blow off from how you yeah. described it to me. But she keeps saying, I want my rematch, so oh, what do you give this match out of 10? You were a seven. It was decent. Decent. It was, it was um, yeah, that Delilah Doom definitely got sort of more of her stuff in. She got over more what she can do. And it's actually just interested to see what she can do now. Cause she's, she looks decent. And it's somebody else for the division because it needs it. Yeah, because like, I think there's a reason that feud's been going on for six months. <laughs> yeah. we have no one else. Um. And then speaking of the women, we got a skit with Rosemary backstage, sort of babbling and rambling on. Then Kira, vacuum of personality, Hogan turned up with Jordan Grace. Um, what do you think of Jordan Grace, by the way? I really like her, but she hasn't really had that much to do yet. It's such a shame. She's so good. Um, I think she will. I think the reason she's in this feud is just to get her on the screen for a bit. I think what would be a good position for John Grace is to play bodyguard and then turn on it. Basically what they're trying to do with Nia Jax, but better because John Grace is an actual wrestler. I think she's sort of doing that with Kira Hogan because she's sort of teamed up with that to help her out. Is Kira Hogan still green? She seemed very green when I saw her. Oh, yeah, yeah, really green eye. Um, So they offer support to Rosemary for the sort of the, the battle of the Dark armies. <laughs> I, t- yeah. I, t- I take it, um, Ali still doing her weird bullshit. Yeah, and um, last week James Mitchell said, "Right, you get your army, we'll get ours." Which is going to be interesting to see who Sue Young and Ali get because it's Rosemary, Keo Hogan, and Jordan Grace against mm. Sue Young, Ali, and whoever they get. Mm. Um, and it's for Ali's soul. So. What the fuck? No, you cannot just drop that in at the oh, last yeah. minute and pretend it's normal. What? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's the winner gets either if the Rosemary team win, they get Ali back to normal, which won't be good. Okay. And if uh, Sue Young's team win, James Mitchell's teams win, they get Rosemary. So. Yeah, Rosemary Soul or just Rosemary? Because if it's just Rosemary, that's slavery. 
Rosemary, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want she to know to... what sort of shit Jim Mitchell's getting up to. <laughs> exactly. She has to join them. <laughs> um, but it was all right. It's sort of keeping the, the feud going. And I hope they do it really schlocky like they did the at the Bound for Glory thing. So it's Impact, they... it's Impact's women's division just Lucha Underground. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It's fair, like Lucha I, Underground as well. It's like I'm a crazy batshit story. But have they killed a midget with a hammer to appease <laughs> a reptile yet? Um, not yet. Okay, have they had a stalker um, try and attack Phoenix because she, he's going out of the ring announcer? <laughs> no. I got told I look like Maiva Moth Martinez once. It really fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I get the worst comparison. Sometimes they're nice, but sometimes you just get fucking Killian Dane. <laughs> Well, you know, he's was successful once. <laughs> to be Where fair, um, to be fair, last time I actually saw him legitimately was when he turned up in ICW when I was there. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So you can prove it. What it isn't you then, because you were there together. <laughs> Look, um, it's not. It's like <laughs> I imagine Bat- Batman just hiring out <laughs> someone in the Batman suit, going, "Look, not the same person." Anyway, yeah. Um, moving on. Um, next match was... God, they're packing a lot into this episode. Oh, I know they do. Um, I mean, it was all right. It was it was decent. Um, it's imagine... Ethan Page versus... Imagine what uh, they could achieve without the GWN moment of the week. I know, that's what I keep thinking. They just put another match in. Or let these ones be longer. Get someone over. Because <laughs> this was like Ethan Page versus Wentz from the Rascals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good, like... Ethan Page was using a lot of power moves and stuff because Ethan Page is fucking beast. Quite small, um, and I mean Ethan Page has been one of the people who he's always put on good matches. He was really good in the Ultimate X match. The matches he's had with Willie Mack and the like, he's been good. But this one was much better when he was against somebody a bit smaller because he could use his power. Um, but it was good, and I mean he did some fucking crazy backbreaker where Wentz tried to jump on him he sort of caught him span him and gave him a backbreaker ah this um, sounds like the X Division I know yeah it was good um and then but then we had the interference from some NFL guy because obviously <laughs> was it mix? Imp no no Impacted teaming up with the NFL um what? it's like the foundation thing Oh right, um, like the alum, like the alumni thing, yeah. So they had them at the sideline. It was a uh, someone called um, Morland Greenwood. <laughs> Honestly, what a name! Exactly, but uh, Page sort of gives him a bit of shit, so he pushes Page. Um, Vince, Vince gets him in a springboard cutter, um, and he gets the win. It's good. Decent match. Um, um, okay. the, I mean, I'd give that one again a seven. It was decent. Um, it, I don't think it needed the interference, but it's just a way to get them on TV. <laughs> but it's TNA. Yeah. Um, but the, all the guys from Rascals are putting on really good shows. How many people are in the Rascals? Is it just the, um, the just two guys? Three of them. Oh, who's the... It's uh, Trey, Rents, and Dez. Ah. Um, I, I mean, Dez has been with Impact for a while because he's he was on the um, WrestleCon card. 
Yeah? Yeah, he's good. He's really good. The only problem um, is when I last saw him, it was Bound for Glory 2017, actually. People kept having to adjust to make him, to accommodate his high spots. Mm-hmm. Like, he kept, he's, his timing isn't the best from, uh, he might have improved, that was over a year ago. They're really, really good. Like, that Rent, that Wentz is really, really good with his timings, and I think of the three of them, Trey's been positioned as a sort of standout. Um, and he very, very much reminds me of Ricochet. <laughs> Which is high praise. Yeah, like being compared to the best person on in WWE right now. What scares yeah, me about go. Ricochet is he's putting on some of the best matches in WWE. Uh, but like, I watched him in Bowler 2016 the other week, and Jesus Christ, he's not even work at half his capacity right now. Yeah, you can see he's sort of. He must just be holding off, thinking I'm going to have to just wait and see what happens because that's thing. He's put. I'm... He's with Gigano. He put on one of the matches of the year this year. Mm-hmm. And and that's him holding back. <laughs> it's scary. That's that's what worries about the call ups and things. Like going back to that, it's what they're going to do with him. What uh, do they have for him? That's just not. Yeah. Anyway, um, on to the next bit was uh, I'll try and run through it dead quick. Was just Glenn Gilberti again and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, um, for some reason, Tommy Dreamer was wearing a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat T-shirt. Just thought it was a bit odd. You know what he did? Um, he got the random shirt option from Pro Wrestling Tees because he <laughs> ran out of shirts. I mean, it, was pretty, it looked like pretty decent, but I just thought, yeah, of all the people. Uh, basically, Glenn Gilberti gets attacked by the uh, the owl, the Anthem owl. What? The mascot, apparently. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, you know how Anthem, the logo is an owl. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not what I'm questioning. <laughs> an owl attacked him. Well, he gets put into a room, which is apparently housing the owl. Right, okay. Can you stop saying this stuff like it's normal? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, it's just a stupid shitty skit with Glenn Gilberti. <laughs> um, anyway, and then the advertised Ace Austin, who's coming next week. That is such oh. a creative character name. It is, isn't it? It's like someone but, who is a mark for the Attitude Era, but also um, Japanese wrestling. It's like NBA no, Ace. And I'm stone cold. Ace and, someone, and someone makes him and just covers him tats. <laughs> as you always do. Um, that that was alright. And then we get a really good promo with Sammy Callahan, where he's talking about the him and the sort of rich one story. Um, he says, basically, I'm going to give you a bit of background. Um, me and Rich Swan go back a long, sort of long time. He says, and he's sort of Talking tourists one through the poem. He says, when you were 17, your mother, dead, dad, murdered. Uh, and he says, I took you in. Um, I sort of, I was the only one who sort of looked out for you. I got you interest, involved in the business, blah, blah, blah. He says, uh, now it's time for you to show me some the same sort of loyalty. Um, join the OV family. And he sort of takes his glasses off and he sort of got like a tear in his eye. And he sort of, I love Rich one. He's like, He's like, I love Rich Swan and all this. And it's like, it was quite like a sort of passionate promo. Oh, man. Really good. Sammy Callahan is such a good promo. I wish fucking he was in a promotion I watched. <laughs> I just think the, the problem is, if he went to a bigger promotion, would they let him do what he does? Oh, that's the thing. He went to, he was in NXT and he just floundered. Yeah. Although he had a fucking killer theme tune. <laughs> Is that when he had the crazy hair? Yeah, like Solomon Crow, he was called. Yeah, and he had and... big hair and like big black eye 
liners and stuff. What I love when he went to Lucha Underground, people they were gonna they were trying to make people recognise him. It's like shit. We can't call him after a bird. We'll call him after another bird, Jeremiah Crane. There we go. <laughs> Job done. It was, it was just a really good promo. I'm just really interested to see where this is going because they are really getting this out slowly, which is good. I didn't even know about a few things, so this is actually quite an exciting development for us. It's good. It's no, because he's not doing Never mind. Continue. Um, and then we had Fuck Me. Oh, don't this start. is brilliant. When you're saying is... Fuck Me and you've been talking about this impact shit like it's normal. No, no, no. <laughs> fuck Me. This is good. Oh. Um, Moose. Just looking absolutely oh, yes, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Like, <laughs> he does not like, care. Like his homage to Ric Flair with this sort of... Like a lion's mane. Yeah, I'm very glad he's finally started. I'm glad he's finally started caring about his appearance because like, when he turned up in um, ICW at the show I went to, he was wearing his fucking Ring of Honor pants and he hadn't been in Ring <laughs> of Honor for about two years at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just brilliant. He's got his like... Dollar, dollar and skulls, sort of jacket with the big frill, uh, looking amazing. And um, the best part is where Killer Cross is standing there, and that Melissa Rodriguez is it? Melissa, Melissa Santos. Uh, Santos, sorry. She. Uh, you have only fancies I got. <laughs> you know, she's the one who, <laughs> pretending she's, you don't know her name. She, she's just about to uh, ask a question, and Killer Cross just says, "Shut it!" <laughs> just loses his shit. <laughs> And like he, he sort of gives it one, and then Moose comes out with absolutely cracker of a line. Well, a cracker of like a promo. He says, because he says Johnny Impact's been sort of teasing us with the belt, and he says, he says, you know what, Johnny Impact's like one of those hot chicks at a bar that just <laughs> winks at guys and then walks away. I'm in love with Killer Cross and Moose now. <laughs> Honestly, it's so good. You just watch that promo. It's just the way he says it as well. He's so like, it's like he's obviously it's happened to him and he's so like caught up about you know it. What? It happened the night before and he's just like, yeah. I imagine Moose just goes up to someone, hey, I'm six foot seven from basketball player. But like, ooh, everything's going fine, professional wrestler. Pooh, just walks yeah. off. <laughs> it's just like, just the way he says it, yeah. One of these hot chicks that winks at a guy and then just walks away. Melissa. Um, <laughs> so it was just so good. And then, um, oh, fucking hell, I. Uh, so then they do their little fucking skit. And then, because um, <clears throat> it's, all, it's, it's all leading up to Moose and Cross versus Cajun Impact. Uh-huh. Um, and then it goes to LAX, as it always does at the clubhouse <laughs> um, or a backstage room or whatever. Did the shower get run no, not this week. <laughs> Next week. Luckily, that kid was all right. I'm st- um, I still find it funny that he turned up in the front row of the fucking same show. <laughs> hey, mir- miraculous medicine. Um, but the, the best thing about this was that match that they had last week, which was the last match ever between LAX and the Lucha Brothers. Well, this week, Conan's saying, I'm going to go and get another rematch. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, TNA do not know how to do last. It's like in Formula 1 where McLaren don't know how to let go of their drivers. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. So Conan's like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to get another rematch. And um, LAX are like, yeah, okay, we'll fix this. So don't know what they've got in store. Um, and then we got into the main event, which was 
Moose and Cross versus Cajun Impact. And it was, I mean, it was a really good match. Um, just Moose just st- stealing the show with this fucking jacket. The way he comes down, he's like, he's walking so slowly as well, like on purpose. Um, Question. So these four people are um, Impact's main event scene. Yeah, pretty much. If you had to rank them as workers. Yeah. Number one, probably Brian Cage. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Two would probably be Johnny Impact. My problem with Impact, he has flashy moves, but the problem is his matches never really... Like, unless it's someone like Lucha Underground with that sort of a style, his matches never suck. Unless it's Aries, you're not being captivated. He seems to do loads of stupid, crazy shit outside of the ring, but then he gets yeah. in the ring and does, like, really sort of weak... Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that finish of his is absolute dog shit. It's oh, one of the worst uh, finishes. Um... Starship pin. Yeah, like, he, do, he do, can't even get before rotation. No, he, and all he ever does is he, 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 he sometimes hits them. Yeah. Um, he was much better when he was doing them. That other one, the well, he was doing like the Spanish fly. He used to and he do was that doing sort of um, moonlight drive or whatever it was he called. Used to do a, like a flip into an elbow. Yeah, that's really like, cool. That stuff was better, but mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I would put him second if I was ranking them, and then probably Moose and then Cross. To be fair, Cross hasn't been going too long, has he? No, and he's, I mean, he is really good. He, he's believable. He's hes not flashy. He, he does what he has to do. Um, and this is why you'd like Walter, but we'll get onto that in match for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he, this is a decent match. Um, Cage and Impact work quite well together, to be fair. I know they've done it in the past, and they have been for a long time. But um, And there's one spot where uh, Luke, um, Luke Cage, Jesus Christ, uh, Brian Cage like suplexes Killer Cross sort of oh, like over the apron back into the ring, but just in one move, and you just think, "Fuck me!" Oh, Killer Cross is a big unit, yeah. Uh, and Brian Cage is just like, "Yeah, get in here." <laughs> a big um, unit—that's such a jolly thing. Anyway, uh, and then uh, then Impact, Johnny Impact goes down, sort of holding his neck after he does a kick. No, oh, that's not good. Um. And you sort of don't know if I mean, it's obviously part of the storyline, but he's like seriously doing it, and he keeps saying to the ref, "No, no, I, I, I can't feel my arm. Um, I'm sort of down this side of my body, sort of thing." So he's sort of out the side of the match, um, and that means sort of everyone comes out. Um, Taya comes down, etc. Um, oh, did we put on the Owen Hart voice? Yep. Oh, for fuck's sake! And. Uh, so Killer Cross hits um, Cage with the belt and absolutely fucking busts him open. He's pissing blood. Um, I think he might have gone a bit too deep with his uh, blade. Oh, um, so the and then they just work over Brian Cage. Tyre comes down, like I say, distracts Brian Cage because um, he's obviously saying he says make sure I get my match mm. for the um, like the championship. Um, then Cross grabs him straight jack a choke. Um, he's he's got him in the sort of choke, and then Moose does his spear while he's holding him. I love Moose's spear, by the way. And then he takes him down. So and then um, Cage passes out. He doesn't tap. He passes out. So the ref sort of calls the match. Yeah. So it just and, gets jumped. Yeah. All right. So, um, and then, so uh, no one comes out looking good. No one comes out looking bad. No, nobody loses. But um, Johnny Impact goes out looking like a bit of a bitch. 
<laughs> well, he is. Because <laughs> um, he's sorry, sort of... But, like, look at Impact and then look at Cage, Cross and Mace. Yeah. I mean, he's been... It, it's as if he's sort of dodging Brian Cage. Wouldn't you? He seems to get get out of the matches, so... I'm sorry, but if someone who looks like Brian Cage came up to you and says, hey, I want to fight, you'd probably be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, totally. Um, I just need to go do a thing very quickly. Oh, my me, me, me mum said I can't. <laughs> You're just going, you're just going, I need to wash my hair. You don't have hair. Um, <laughs> uh, back hair. <laughs> I have, I have hair in places you don't need to look. Um, but it was a good match again. It was, it did what it needed. It would move the story on and um, cross and um, moose look good as a team. Um, it was good. That was the end of the show. It was a decent show. Despite all the shitty skits that they yeah, had backstage, say, I'm surprised they fit all this bollocks in two hours. It's a, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, but it's an hour and a half without ads. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Fucking. It was it was alright. Very TNA. That was that was the end of that. It took longer than it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was quite a long fucking episode. But I think no. most of your um, talking about it probably took longer than most of the segments. Oh. Anyway, match of a week, Garth. Yes. We need a theme song for match of the week. Uh, <sighs> just for your blankety blank theme. <laughs> God. Yeah, blankety blank. Um, so, what's your match of the week, Gaff? Um, it's hard because again, I've only really watched like Impact and the matches were picked. So, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ethan Page and Reds match because hmm? it was decent. It was. It got both of them got their stuff in, and Wentz just looked strong again, and the Rascals just continue to win and look really strong. So yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. It's good. Nice one. Um, Rob has went for Walter versus Owner, which has meant I've had to change my fucking match for week on the fly. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rob. But no, Walter versus Owner was actually properly good. You would, I know you. You said before we came in there, you don't get Owner, and I kind of get that. But you would, I know you haven't watched much of him. You would love Walter. Yeah. Like, um, you know how you complain people don't make things look like, like fights anymore? I like the look of him. I like the look of him. Yeah, you know how you complain that people don't make things look like fights? He makes yeah. things look like fights. Nice. And he's one of those big... You know how you have these big men who go to the top and it means nothing? Mm-hmm. When he goes to the top, it's ending the match. <laughs> like, sure. he had a match against Osprey and OTT, and he just did a normal splash and it ended the match because he had thrown everything else at Osprey. It's he's great and then like you have own the only problem was and I, you said before not on here but you don't you're not a fan of Walter's shops you don't sort of like the shoot aspect of them but problem is I think if they're dealt out in moderation like if they just brought them out for a big match I think that's the fine. thing like if it's like a one if it's a one shot because you know like everyone's seen the pictures everybody knows how hard they are he doesn't need to do five chops yeah that's the thing although um Wrestling. When I saw him live, he only doled out one, probably because BT yeah. Gun was probably like no. Fuck uh, yeah. But, but no. I, oh, you think that's? Uh, you should see his match with Eugene Nagata if you want too many chops. <sighs> he had a match with, uh, the first time like this really like ripping someone's chest apart happened right, and I kind of blamed this match for it. It was Mark against Mark Davis in progress, mm-hmm. and if you don't know Mark Davis, he's in like this tag team called Aussie Open. They're pretty cool. And um, we were just just a random singles match, but it it was elevated because Walter absolutely ripped this dude's chest apart, and it instantly made Mark Davis a star, and he went on mm. to win Progress's National Progression Series, which is sort of like their 
Young Lion Cup is for the younger people going up. Former mm-hmm. competitors have included like Mark Andrew, Andrews, Will Ospreay, Pete Dunne. Actually, Pete yeah. Dunne won it, I believe, when, back when he wore street clothes and tried to do high-flying shit. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. Weird time for British wrestling. But no, the, but problem, going back to the chops, um, when problem was they had like a chop contest, but no impact was felt on the part of owner, so these chops were taken for nothing because he's wearing his shirt. Right. So, like, you can't hear the slap. It yeah. loses a fair amount of impact at that point. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I get why Owner wears a shirt, because, like, Owner without a shirt isn't actually... Like, it's not, <laughs> like you forget it halfway through the match, but it just, it just starts in yourself, like... It's like if me, you or I, Garth, just started wearing pants around yeah. everywhere. Just, it's not the... And I won't speak for you, but it's not the prettiest of sights. Like, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't have me on a poster. I wouldn't make do that. <laughs> um, but... No, anyway, that was good. Um, it was a really good match. Walter got the win. Again, Walter makes things look like a fight. If you want examples against Timothy Thatcher in Pro... Actually, I'll do three matches so you don't need to buy anything. Um, against o- Osprey in OTT. That's on YouTube. Actually, also against Osprey in Defiant. And also against Bait in um, at Wembley. I'd, gi- I'd give them a watch. They'll be your match of the weeks next year. Um, <laughs> ne- next year, next week, I fucking guarantee it. And I am going for. Well, I could go. For... I was tempted to go for one of the matches I put on in promoter mode and fire pro this week, just so I could talk about it. <laughs> oh god! No, because literally, I my um, weekend was just um, about three hours of college work. Because you know, I'm only I'm not doing too much for weekend. I can take it a little lightly, and then about <laughs> eight hours of fire pro promoter mode. Intersected with my niece coming in and going, can we play Mario Kart? And me saying, no, my company's about to go out of business. <laughs> it was, it's been insane. Um, some great dream matches like Joe Henry versus Candy Floss. Um, that's actually that's actually another contender. You're gonna think I'm joking, but I'm not. Literally, TK Cooper versus Candy Floss. In I think the promotion is called Riptide. I checked it out because it popped up and I recommended, and it was like 15 minutes long. So I was like, why not? And it was actually no, it's good for surprise because I'll admit that Candy Floss is not the best worker. I'll admit that, but she did really well here. Good on her. And TK Cooper, great guy, really good. Well, not great guy. He's a heel, but dick. What a dick. Is that your match of the week? No, that's not my match <laughs> of the week. I just need to get Candy Floss in here somehow. Oh, fuck. Yes. I haven't mentioned Tai Chi that this week. There we go. Um, oh, no. It's in now. Um, no, my actual favourite... Uh, my actual favourite match of the week, apart from... Oh, no. It's another NXT match. It is um, Keith Lee versus Donovan... J- um, Donovan... D- I can't say what how, what, but what he's called now. Donovan Dijak, he was called of the Indies. Um, which, basically, what NXT did there was they remembered, oh yeah, these two had like a Meltzer-rated five-star match outside of WWE for PWG. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they did. Fucking great match. Um, if you can find it, um, I'd recommend I'd definitely recommend it. Amazing. Like, just two big men. Like, imagine like two Brock Lesnar's fighting. <laughs> like, two, no, like two 2002, 2003 peak Brock Lesnar's fighting. Nice. Um, and a tiny Sounds building good. in the middle of California. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Um, Sounds like a Vince Wet dream. <laughs> Keith Lee is actually amazing. He's Keith Lee is one of my favorite big men. I think the only people beating him, well, he's um, for me, it's like Keith Lee and Jeff Cobb on par, and then um, Walter. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Keith Lee is so 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 good, and it's just him versus Dijak. It's just great. I think these two should feud. I want I want this match to happen on the takeover so we can have a proper thing. Keith Lee's now with people being caught up is going to be properly pushed, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited because <laughs> seriously, have you seen much Keith Lee? No, nothing. Nothing. Oh, nothing he's. I, I would recommend his theme music alone. Um, Stick on the roof. <laughs> he sing, yeah, he sings it himself. He sings it himself. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> he's just. I, I I'll also send you some recommended viewing for Keithley after the podcast. He's just Do it. amazing. Just again, imagine two of the best big men you've ever seen going at it, and that's what it what this is. So that's match of the weeks. So we actually have one more segment which I completely forgot about the wrestling classic segment. Which for the next how long away is WrestleMania? A month uh, for the next month. Yeah, so for month. The, so the next four shows, I think we need to drop the segment for WrestleMania weekend because Jesus Christ, there's so much to talk about after WrestleMania. Oh, no. Like, what do we have for WrestleMania weekend? We have your the Impact show, which you'll be going down, Ma- yeah. Mania, NXT, MSG. Um, fuck, what else? MOW mm. Battle Riot, um, WrestleCon. I think like. I know it's. You, I know it seems like I already put aside most of my schedule to watch wrestling, but like during um, WrestleMania weekend, I just, I I just lose myself in all the wrestling going on. It's, going to a wrestling coma. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. What well, I'm tempted by, but I I can't find anyone to go with me. Is um, ICW are holding a show on the on WrestleMania day, and then I could go from the show to a pub just up the road that shows. The wrestling, it would be great, but no one. I know. I, I need to find somewhere that's going to show me in here so I can go. Come up here, Gaff. We'll watch it. Because if I if I do it in the house, I know I'll just fall asleep. And come up here, we'll watch some ICW. We'll have <laughs> we'll we'll have some beers, some Newcastle Brown. Um, because Gaff made me into an old man in Blackpool. Uh, it's not an old man drink. It's, it's such an old man drink. It's not. It it's is. a classic. I, I do not. <laughs> exactly, an old man drink. And, like, I, I get laughed at for drinking it, but I'm like, it's so good. Who laughs at you? <laughs> people my age. I'll tell you what, though, like, all these people who are laughing, I bet they drink, and I'm doing air quotes, craft beers. Or real eels. Well, and all that bullshit. Okay, so, yeah, they, they do drink a lot of brew dog. There you go. <laughs> Brewdog's That's, good. That though. is, yeah, but it's still it's all just beer. <laughs> but I don't agree. I I I agree. I'm mostly I'm I am a spirits man myself. But yeah, how did we get here? Anyway, then <laughs> <laughs> again, we're talking Much about of... heavy drinking and dynamite kids about to come up, so it sort of works. Um... Who, who whose match should we go first? Okay, so first of all, just to explain the segment, we're just gonna watch um, three classic matches, one picked by each. Um, going forward, um, going up to Mania, we're just gonna be doing Mania matches, and then we're just gonna be the floor's gonna be open. Um, Garth is gonna watch so much pure wrestling. Um, You're gonna watch so much um, mid nineties. I'm I'm if it's in your house. Oh, in your house. <laughs> okay, to be fair. Brett, the one Bret Hart had, had with that Japanese guy, I can't remember the name of, that was really good. Hakushi. Um, Hakushi. Oh, Hakushi. Um, Hakushi. Little RVD reference for you there. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I might just put on... Anyway, it's just a classic match, and we're doing many matches going up, so we're yeah. all sort of in 
um, our own little comfort zones, and then it's just going to go wide fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to be sitting there going, what the fuck is a koala? But um, anyway, so there's three matches. We'll just go in chronological order. A sort of evolution of wrestling type deal. Um, I'm going to be asking for a mark out of 10 here. Um, a smart out of 10. So Bulldogs and Heart Foundation, Ultimate Warrior and Hogan, and Taker versus Edge. Start with Bulldogs versus Heart Foundation. I'll let you get your splooging out of the way first, Gaff. Splooging. Um, this, this is a match that obviously I came to after because it's from Mania 3. Um, it's just before I really sort of got into wrestling. Um so we're talking, what was it, 87? I'll look up, on, explain the match and I'll look up on Mania for you. 87, it's uh, British Bulldogs plus Tito Santana as faces versus the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis, who was a corrupt referee, apparently. Um, the deal going in is Danny Davis cost um, the Bulldogs a title match or the match or something like that. Um, a seven, yeah. And he was, and he was suspended. So he's decided he's a wrestler now. And he's teaming up with the Heart Foundation. That's totally how that works. After the screw yeah. job, Hebner should have just become a wrestler. Um, and I don't really know why Tito Santana's in there. <laughs> but because, he's right. because again, he's the Dolph Ziggler of his day. Do we need someone to be just <laughs> throw into a program? Tito um, Santana. Yeah. So I mean, it's good. I mean, to be fair, that there was a sort of I watched a couple of the promos building up and it was by the by sort of promos not being able to then. understand Bulldog like I, I speak to a lot of Northern English people I do not understand Bulldog it's just like a Manchester accent <laughs> but it's so thick Um, so it was good and it was classic Jesse Ventura era as well yeah. so the uh so the commentary was absolutely brilliant. Like Jesse and Jesse um, wasn't on commentary, was he? Didn't he go down to the ground? Yeah, he goes down to the ground. Yeah, um, he was he was for the Hogan. Wasn't Bill, match. Wasn't Bill Buker or whatever Bill, his name is? Oh, I can't I'll just the call that. Baseball guy who got choked by Andrew the Giant the next year. Yeah, um, and some girl. But Jesse, uh, Jesse Jesse Ventura goes down. No reason. <laughs> Really? No, I just think goes... they just needed to get a quick pop because neither team were overly over at that point. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, they, the hard foundation should come out not really much of a pop down the biggest ramp ever. Yeah, like, it's fucking huge. It's have to come down on that horrible little ramp. that horrible little cart with the the ring. The fact, ring had ropes. To have everyone do that so it wouldn't look weird when Andre could do it because I don't think Andre could walk that far. Yeah, um, and then. Sort of, the bulldogs get quite a big pop when they come out. Yeah, and they bring Matilda with them, and then straight off the bat, Matilda's they, just the, attacking. The fucking dog goes for Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Who, okay, by the way, okay, Jimmy, let's be fair. But it, it did not go for him. It jumped on him and tried to lick him. Yeah, but true. the dog was gently caressed Jimmy Hart to the ground. Um, to be fair, J- Jimmy Hart's brilliant. I love Jimmy Hart. Speaking of dogs, um, Gareth, when are we get Miss Poppy. Oh, God. You mean Corny? <laughs> We're not calling him that. Anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, the match sort of kicks off. But Oh, when this doesn't... match kicked off, Tito Santana almost fucking killed Bret Hart. 
Yeah. He fucking necks him. Jesus yeah. Christ. And then you get um, Jim, like Jim Nighthawk, just like being I mean, Jim that, being that I and then uh, I think it's um, British Bulldog just picks up Danny Davis and literally hurls him out of the ring. Oh, did you see the fucking tombstone David Boy gave to? Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. It was class. It was like so sort of snug. Uh, um, but the crowd are massively into it at that point. Oh well, yeah, the, it's an 80s crowd, but I think it's real. Mm. Um, well, best best crowd. Um, but did you see where, where you said before where Santana just drops Brett on his face in the corner? I like, I like <laughs> how immediately whatever happens, Brett is like, nah, I'm fucking out of here. And just tags in my heart. <laughs> Because this is obviously before Brett gets his push, so yeah. he's still sort of quite sort of new to it all. Well, he's, not, um, he's been wrestling for years at that point. It's Tealson and Tyler's oh yeah, fault oh yeah. that Brett got dropped. Yeah, he'd been he'd been obviously um, up in like sort of stampede and stuff, but uh, it it was more so like in the WWE side they were still quite sort of new, um, and <laughs> and you get a fucking I mean in this match. I don't know if this was when Dynamite was injured, but he didn't really get a lot in. Oh, in um, Dynamite was injured. He was working yeah. in this one. Because um, they have him sort of beat down in the corner and that sort of um, Danny Davis comes in for like one kick and the crowd go absolutely it's, off it. It's such a shame that Dynamite was injured for his money run because he's yeah. so good. He was so good. He was an absolute cunt, but so good. It just it was all his own fucking doing though, wasn't it? Like, too many steroids. And... Have, have you seen that um, video of Tiger Mask and um, Dynamite reuniting? Yeah. It's so sad. It's horrible, isn't it? Because Dynamite can't even speak at that point. No, it's absolutely fucking awful. Anyway, mm. so um, my quick thoughts on this match. Come on. It was fine. <laughs> like, it was. It, it was. A, it was a filler match. Can we be honest? Yeah, it was alright. Like it was. It, it, like I first saw. I'm not gonna lie. I first saw Bulldogs in Heart Foundation and got really excited. And then you did not reveal it was a <laughs> six man. You just said Heart Foundation versus Bulldogs. I d- I've not watched WrestleMania yeah. three. But fuck, why would you do this <laughs> to me, Gaff? It's it's a it's a decent tag match from the from de- the time. It's a decent tag match. But if I wanted a decent tag match, I'd watch every I'd watch every New Japan show. Just, you do? I don't. I watch every big show. If I watch every... New, it's fucking daily for New Japan, man. You just can't. Um, but I have to... No, seriously, dude, the G1 and Tag League fucking killed me. I almost quit halfway through. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But like you mentioned before, like, um, sort of Davey Boy does a tombstone. doesn't even get mentioned. Oh, yeah. The fucking commentary is awful, but they weren't calling anything. I know. Well, they didn't even notice that... Um, they probably weren't when... even looking at the ring. No. Well, they're probably so far away as well. Like, if you have so... monitors. Um, but you... they didn't even mention when um, he sort of... Davy gets hit with the megaphone the first time. Yes. Yeah, Had fucking... to watch the replay. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. You know what it reminds me of? And the MOW um, show, I haven't watched all of it, but I watched the, the last one. It was um, the Lucha Brothers versus Team AAA, which is just two random luchadors who haven't turned up anywhere else. One of them looks like Manta, and um, they miss like the big finish, like they miss the pinfall, like focusing on Phoenix. I'm like, did you really just miss the pinfall? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I'd give this like a five. I'd give this a five out of ten. To be honest, it just wasn't. 
it was a house show match. It's all right. It's I'll give it six. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let you say say that because you're it's more of your time. At least Dynamite wasn't punching people with fistful of pennies. Um, <laughs> anyway, on to this one. Um, oh, but by the way, I'm very glad Gav we managed to get to a discussion about WrestleMania three without talking about the attendance. But anyway, oh. on to. Um, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Right, so like this match is as good as it could possibly be between two extremely limited workers. Yeah. Like extremely limited. Like I've man... even got I've even got that down on my notes. First ten minutes, three moves. <laughs> no, that's the thing. You get the it's half of the match is a fucking test of strength. Yeah. And, t- and then it, a bear hug. To be fair, it, that test of strength did give me give you the best gift of all time where like Hogan's like shaking his head to Hulk up, Warrior's shaking his head and it just looks like Hogan's giving him a blowjob. It's amazing. <laughs> but um it's my favourite gif. But yeah, it was like it was good. Like I we can't really go for it because most of it is just fucking bear hugs and wrestles. It's, it's another one of those matches where it's the crowd just, makes the match. Yeah, it's absolutely the crowd makes the match. And that's why it's so hard to critique. Like, because as a match on its own, it's a fucking 3 out of 10. I'm sorry, Gaff. But, like, oh, without that crowd, it would be... It's, it's not a... It's not a wrestling classic. No. <laughs> um, per se, but... Crowd's involvement... Oh, yeah, the crowd puts it up to a 7 for me, but... The... I mean, the storytelling in the match is decent... Apart from that, um, Mike, can we just talk and just skip into the ending now? What the fuck was Hogan playing at? What's passing the torch? He, he did not pass the torch. He kicked out just before three, so he could fucking go. Oh, brother, I didn't fucking lose it. He makes a habit of this, Gaff. You you defend him, but as, <laughs> as we all know, that Hulkamania is just a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. It is macho madness. And no. I just, I'm not it. I just love pulling that out whenever I can. But no, it is abs. He kicks out just just before or on three, with the obvious intention of fucking over Warrior, and it did fuck over Warrior. It made him like a decisive victory can still lead to a rematch. Hogan didn't need to fucking do that, and he's notorious for doing this kind of shit. He can't let anyone else get over. Uh, yeah, but uh, even though. Hogan kicked out just on the three or after the three, whatever. It's a monumental victory for the Warriors. It's a monumental the... victory, but look at the fucking. At that point, he was just the IC champion. Yeah, which, but... by the way, that yellow IC belt is amazing. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I get it fits in Warrior, but I'm glad they went right back to. By the way, what, what's your favourite colour for that strap? Because it has like three, three or four different colours. I think the white one's still the best. The white one is probably the best, but when I'm doing universe mode, I put it in black to fit in better with the undisputed belt. But anyway, um, <laughs> a little insight there into what See, I do. See, I was thinking time. though, was Warrior the first undisputed champion in WWE? No, because he actually relinquished the IC title. Undisputed has never been defined as icy, and yeah, I suppose I. because obviously it's normally the the sort of two big world championships two or like when Punk and Cena had two of the spinner belts. Yeah, I, I don't know why Punk did, didn't come out with like the winged eagle or something. Then again, actually, that's, I'm going to quickly ask you this: What's your favorite um, WWE championship in terms of like the world title? The winged one, the, the classic. I thought I thought it would be, and I still go undisputed. Undisputed's fucking beautiful belt, but it's gotta be because it's 
yeah, it's the one that had prestige before they started fucking tossing it around. Um, like it was undisputed JBL for a whole year. Um... Ugh. <laughs> that JBL was alright, I'm sure. Yeah, but anyway, well, I'd I'd get just for the crowd, I'd give this a seven. It would be an eight if Hogan wasn't a cunt. About I've, fucking I've got it down out. as a as a, an eight, but that's more for. I think the crowd. I think it's hard to for you as well, Gaff. The, I mean, this is when I got into wrestling, sort of. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming you. The next match is going to be full of nostalgia for me, but. <laughs> but it was, I think, as much as anything, as well. Like this, and the difference between this match and the last one is Ventura on commentary. Yeah, exactly. Because he's telling the story. Uh, I, please don't get me into commentary for my pick. Uh... <laughs> I just love the bit, like the little bit way, sort of uh, the bit way um, he hits Hogan with a big backdrop. I mean, you're looking at the match almost being finished on regular moves as well, mm-hmm. and he says he should have hooked the leg. He should have hooked the leg. You know what reminds me of it? It's like watching a five pro match between two wrestlers that have no logic. <laughs> oh God! Always with a fire pro. <laughs> it's the best wrestling game, Gaff. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, I enjoyed it. it was a good match. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 an iconic match for a reason. But again, like you look at what that sort of kickout did to Warrior, and it's like, yeah. Anyway, um, next up, on your pick, <laughs> Edge, the, the one of my favorites, one of my favorites of all time. This reaffirmed it against the Undertaker. Yes. What did you think? I'm gonna let you speak first. I really enjoyed it. I because I for all these matches, I watched all the promos as well. Beforehand, WWE promos are so fucking good. Um, I mean, it was a, it's easier for this one because they had the proper ready-made promo mm-hmm. where it intercut everything. But the other two it was had to sort of find different videos. But you just forget how good a character Edge was, especially oh, that he at was that time. So, he was the highlight. He, he like understand Edge was in the first ever wrestling match I ever watched, which was Mania twenty-three the year before. This was my first Mania, like where I'm not new to it and he's just so like when I first saw him the long trench coat the long hair you can probably see the edge influence in how I mm-hmm. look <laughs> uh, like the fucking bandies and all that and he's was just so fucking cool he was my favourite despite the fact everyone in school hated him I, I always liked him but it was more the character and I just loved the whole thing he had with Vicky Guerrero that was um, great. <laughs> like the fake, obviously, like the fake wedding and all that sort of thing. Oh, tying back to the beginning, they broke up because of Alicia Fox. Really? Yeah, because um, Alicia Fox was the wedding planner. Uh, Jesus. There was for some that. reason video, like straight on, like vlog style video, like we're <laughs> fa- facing them head on, um, of them kissing for some reason. I can't remember. And then John Cena, and it's weird because then they got back together, but then Big Show, um, um, then Vicky cheated on Ed with Big Show. Jesus Christ. And then Cena was there for some reason going, oh, Vicky, you have some explaining to do. Christ I love man. this era. Uh, but I mean, looking at the promo and stuff as well, mm-hmm. what totally, totally sort of took us back was the fact that you remember how good Take used to be as well? Oh my god, yeah. And even at this point, he was getting on a bit. When did Take was... lose his aura? Uh, probably when he cut his hair. Can, can, no, I think he kept it because he had his hair cut for End of the Era. 
and then Punk. They both still had his aura. Mm. Even last night he but, still had his aura. I don't think. But like, I think his aura left when he started turning up more than once a year. Maybe, but I mean, this was okay. Where... So think about because he still had he had his aura when he came back at Mania. But then he was at Greatest Royal Rumble. Then he was at um, Super Showdown. Then he was at fucking um, Crown Jewel. Just and he did like the Raw mm. twenty five and all that shit. Like when he's turning up that much. Like he's he loses like he kept his aura back then because he could still go. I mean he still had um the four, four of the best matches of his career ahead of him. Mm. Um, that's the thing. It's like you look at him like it, during this match, even his walk down to the ring, mm-hmm. he's moving, yeah. whereas he fucking like limps now. He's just. By the way, can so... I just say these two entrances, two of the most underrated entrances in Mania history. It was funny as well because this this must be one of the last times where Taker comes out first. Oh, I'd love um because uh, Undertaker would never come out first for anyone. Mm-hmm. Like last year, um, the year before when he fight, um, fought for the world title, he didn't come out first for Batista, mm. and then for Edge, he'd let him do it. But it's just such a sign of respect from Taker. But also, like you're not the fucking champion. Stop coming out last, you cunt. Yeah, that's um, it. Last thing, people don't talk about how cunty Taker is, but Taker's quite cunty. Um, well, he's sort of. He's not quite a Hogan. And the, the, what I didn't realize as well, which the, obviously made you very aware during the match, was Edge was also undefeated at WrestleMania at this point. Right, he wasn't <laughs> quite. He didn't win Money in the Bank the year before, but he was never pinned or submitted at Mania. Yeah. Yeah, it would... I wish that he'd have won Money in the Bank before, because he ended up getting it from Kennedy anyway. Um, so I wish he'd have just won it the year before, so it could sort of be a streak with a streak. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have. I don't think anyone would have really complained if Edge went overtaker here. No, not at all. But like, was, then again, um... you see that with all of them. Like everyone after, from Batista onwards, you can't really complain about beating Taker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, again, it's just we don't need. I think we need to stop it now. The Taker thing needs to end. Uh, yeah. Is he even rumored for Mania? I don't know because he's doing Starcast, isn't he? Starcast, yeah. Oh, did you see him? He turned up at a run- fucking random um, pastors big thing to did do like an, an hour interview yeah we, and it we, no that's the thing he was with a pastor yeah and the like in a fucking I haven't seen it all I saw a little bit but people were saying he was crying and stuff yeah I've been meaning to watch it but it's sort of like it's, it's an hour long interview is very hard to justify for me yeah, I get his take I, get, I do get his taker and all that but I don't know, like... It's not Taker, it's like out of characters, isn't it? Yeah, the last hour-long interview I watched was fucking the CM Punk one. The Cold Cabana? Yeah. Because, you know, he exposed so much. But anyway, we haven't actually talked about the match yet. Jesus Christ. Fucking... I love the the, the beginning where Edge wouldn't even let Taker back in the ring when he knocked him out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kept knocking him to the, the ground. I do, I do love how Taker went out. It's like, I need, oh, fuck. I forgot I'm sick. <laughs> I forgot I'm almost seven foot tall. I do, I, I do like the, I do like um, how all of Edge's offense was through him being, like, outsmarting Taker and not outmuscling yeah. him. Like, yeah. it was a very sort of brawn versus brain type thing. But then, obviously, Taker did his uh, insane dive. She absolutely soared through the air. Yeah, 
and then just think next year he's going to almost kill himself and Jimmy Snooker's son. Uh, Apt for Jimmy Snooker. But... Uh, um, Take full circle then. Yeah. Um, but for... I, what I found funny is when the ref went down and then Charles Robinson had to run down the ramp. Oh, that was hilarious. Because this is he's, one of the longest ramps in Mania he's history. absolutely pelting it as well. He must be absolutely knackered. Because <laughs> he did the flare match, didn't he? So he's yeah. obviously, he's probably still emotional because he's a little nature and all that. And it's like, right, you need to run out there. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> I love it, like, our coach on comedy was fucking dreadful as oh, well. Oh, don't. Right, well, and, we'll touch the best on this. Is like, Undertaker's always been a tremendous striker. No, shit. <laughs> and it's coach is not. It's weird because he's like apparently really good as sort of a sports analyst, but he can't. Well, that's bring... why he went. To, he went to ESPN, didn't he? Yeah, like, and I don't know how he can't bring it over to sort of um to works because it's it's seemingly easier. But I don't know. Like to be fair, he was replaced by Mick Foley, which was it really wasn't that much of an improvement. <laughs> Yeah, Mick Foley did not try. I mean, Mick Foley was replaced by Taz, and Foley fucked off to TNA. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I'd give this an easy eight. Yeah, definitely. I um, I'd say even if you had the crowd noise turned off, you'd still be invested because Edge and Taker can work, mm-hmm. and they put people over. <laughs> F- fuck off, Hogan. Um, so Leave Hogan alone. No, he's a cunt. I'm, go- put, I'm going to complain put, about Hogan for every Hogan match you put in front of him. Hogan put Taker over? No, he t- fucking didn't. He had Flair interrupt. He's... <laughs> no, how many people has Hogan put over clean? Um, an Ultimate Warrior? That wasn't clean. He barely the put... Rock. He barely put... Right, okay, I'll gear Rock. I'll give you rock. But you know what? He had no say because he would lose his job and he was about to divorce his fucking wife at that point. <laughs> so you anyway. forgot, to, forgot to mention uh, the Edgeheads. Oh, fuck. The Edgeheads. I love the Edgeheads. They are my, <laughs> they are my favourite thing. Hawkins and Ryder coming down. No, that's, Just to be taken out. That's the thing because I have um, Hawkins on CXT and I'm using him in an Edgehead capacity because I also have Edge. <laughs> it's going to be... Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so what are you going to have next week, Gaff? I'm going to go for the first ever Money in the Bank match. Who was in that? WrestleMania 21. It was Benjamin, Kane, Edge, Jericho, RVD, and... um, Benoit. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, awkward. Uh... <laughs> the problem is, I have a feeling we could possibly make jokes next week that could end our career. Yeah, we'll we'll just yeah skirt past it. <laughs> Come on, then, what what are you going for? I am going for bollocks. I oh, know, I know, what I'm going for. I'm going for WrestleMania 13. Yeah, Stone Cold versus Brett. Because ah. I have not watched that match in about five years. It's a classic. It is. Well, it is, the it's, it's allegedly a classic. I did not understand it when I was 13 because I was... One of the best double turns in history? Five, like, five, six years ago when I last watched it, um, I did not understand of Rings Ecology and stuff because I was a CDW and ECW mark. <laughs> so, like, it's weird It's weird to think of now, but, like, when I'd be watching ECW shows, I'd skip pack, past, like, the Japanese showcases and go right to the hardcore bollocks. <laughs> I'm not proud of, of change. I am not proud of it. Yeah, now you're doing the hardcore bollocks and I'm <laughs> sending you to watch some real wrestling. 
Um, I believe Rob said he wanted to do Bulldog versus Warlord at WrestleMania Seven. No, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. He hasn't. He hasn't given. He hasn't given one for next week. Um, if he's editing it, he could probably put his finger in here now. He probably didn't do it. Uh, That's that was good. It's just going <laughs> to show how much he's going to edit this. I think that's just. <laughs> you know what, Gav? I've, I've, after we got through the original, um, the, the like the things before impacts, and we were at like a tidy forty minutes. I'm like, oh, we could have this wrapped up within the hour. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nearly two hours later. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> to be fair, we, yeah, we are covering a lot. And especially on Impact, Jesus Christ. But I have been your host, Chris O'Brien. I will probably never be allowed to host this again. I will probably not be on next week because Rob is probably going to fire me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's just going to hear the intro and he's just going to be like, Chris, you, we, can't, we can't be having this. <laughs> you can't be upstaging like, me every week. Like, we already have. Uh, to be fair, I make the best jokes every week because I don't take wrestling as seriously. <laughs> just every time Baron Corbin's come up and I'm just laughing in the background but it's still real to me damn it <laughs> it's still real apparently Jim Connett's good buddies with that guy but anyway <laughs> I have been so how have we even managed to find tangents within the fucking outro uh, <laughs> I have been Chris O'Brien here for on the Chair Shot Network for Poshmania Pro Wrestling get all that shit in um, follow us on podcast apps that I do, I te- I'm not going to lie, I zone out waiting for my name to be called at this point every week. Um, iTunes, I think. Probably Spotify. iTunes, Podbeams, not Spotify, no. All the Android ones. All the Android ones. Um, yeah, Apple. Napster, no. Um, LimeWire, that's the other thing, right? Um, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Well, yeah. you can find us, there's a bumper up start. Just rewind, and it will tell you where to find the Podmania socials. You can find Garth at Drummer Jackson. Great stuff. You can find me at Candy Chris ninety seven. Uh, <laughs> I love at Podmania. Yes. Um, hashtag. Uh, ha- um, and you can find Rob, who's not here, at the real Rob Goodwin or something like that. Um, I'm sure Garth has a Tumblr somewhere. Go check out Garth's <laughs> band. Um, loaded. Re- they're really fun. Good. Apparently, I haven't actually seen them. Um, he invited us down to Newcastle. That might be a thing. Um, anything else? Am I missing something? I think that's it. Dental plan. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at Real Podmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Podmania.